No, it's not Luke Bryan. It's Chris Stapleton. I like him. Yeah, I figured you would. I see you complain all the time. Who does? You do. <laughs> what I put on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <coughs> if it's not Rolling Stones, you yell at me. Every single time. I do like Chris Stapleton. Yeah, everybody likes Chris Stapleton. Right? Yeah. God, it's funny. That... And the dude's a genius. I mean, the guy's like yeah. crazy-ass smart. The guy went to Vanderbilt. He's a valedictorian of his uh, high school. I mean, pretty bright guy. I'll tell you one guy who's not a bright guy is uh, Steve Woods. And here's why. <laughs> Go ahead. He is so in my head. Like, I never paid attention really to the limits of country music until he sat here and pointed it out. Yeah, okay. And he is so right <laughs> about- don't fall for his bullshit. About the new country, because if you listen, and I don't know why, I mean, I, I don't know anything about country radio. No, he's right. It's changed dramatically. It's terrible. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm all in. I hated the old country. But if you hear older country, yeah. um, like you go, okay, that, that's pretty good. Like like Garth Brooks, I would say friends in low places. You go, no, that's that's country, right? Yeah. Well, everyone can sing along. Sure. Yeah. We go, but Dave, like, I'll be driving to work, and I will just start laughing because some guy will come on, and every song starts low. I'm in my truck and I'm driving with a dip, and then the guitar kicks in and we're moving, and you're like, God, shut up! <laughs> every song, Florida Georgia Line, those two jerks. <laughs> Luke Bryan, oh, you son of a Dirks bitch. Bentley. Okay, I like they all, all guys. sound the same. Now I did hear yeah. one the other day, and I I didn't know the title of the song. Yeah, but like for some reason, I have no reason why or, or no idea why. I watch like the CMA Awards. Yeah. And I'll always see, there's always two guys that you look at, and you go, this guy's a little too proud of himself. <laughs> uh, Jason Aldean. Yeah. You know, he's always sitting in there kind of glum. Yeah. I won an award. And then whoever the guy- Wasn't Jason Aldean the one that was on stage when the Vegas thing happened? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he was supposed to come to San Diego and canceled right afterwards? Correct. And he went on to Saturday Night Live instead? Uh, no. When he went to- Dana White invited him to the UFC and said it would be cool to have you at the UFC to sing the national anthem in Vegas to show that we're Vegas strong and we're coming back. And he told Dana White, I can't do it. And then he ended up showing up on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell Jason Aldean what to do. <laughs> what to do. But um, I heard a Jason Aldean song, and I go, oh, shit, that that I like. That's pretty good. But um, But anyways, yeah. Some of that new country. I, I just, I kind of ignored it. But yeah. now I find myself going, this song sounds like it took 44 seconds to write. <laughs> a lot of them, they say they do. They knock them out that fast and you just move on. Yeah. Garbage. What, what do you, I don't know what to say. I hated the old country. I told you, I used to live. You know, like Freddie Fender until the last teardrop falls? No, here's the old joke. When I when I lived in Tennessee, every field trip you took, like when you went on field trips as a kid in school, uh-huh. where did you go? Like to the, the museums and, and yeah. science center and shit like that, right? Yeah. We always went to like the Grand Ole Opry. We always saw God, someone that's perform. Cool. We saw, well, at the time. Did you go to the Ryman? 
Yeah, and, and the old one and the new one. And then we saw Charlie Daniels, which was big because he had, nice. at the time he had The Devil Went Down to Georgia. It was a big song. So you yeah. listen to about 20 songs that you didn't know, and then he'd play that one, and everybody was, was in it. Buck Owens Because he cussed. Remember, he cussed oh, in that song. Oh, yeah, he did. And when you're in like- Salty sec- Sailor. Yeah, you're in second grade. You're like, oh, everybody, I hold heard on. it. Yeah, everybody's like, I heard son of a bitch. It was, it was a big damn deal. But the old joke was, what do you get when you play a, a country song backwards? You get your wife back, you get your car back, you get your house back. And you your know? dog's fine. Yeah, and your, dog, and your dog is fine. And that's it. But it's funny is with, with country music and baseball, they're they're one and the same. If you ever go to a minor league game, that's all you hear is yeah. country music. If you go to East County, that's all you're going to hear. At Granite Hills before a game or Santana before a game, that's all you're going to hear is country music and baseball. And for some reason, if you check radio ratings, almost everywhere but Nashville, Tennessee, it's the number one rated It does state. well, right? It's the number one format. It's weird. In Nashville, the number one format, one and two, are sports, are sports oh. stations. That's not the case here. Not the case here at all, as they're the, the last two. Um, if I say the name Merle Haggard, yeah. everybody right now, wherever you are, you're like, I know the name Merle exactly. Haggard. And if I was to say to you, name me three Merle Haggard songs. I can't. You couldn't, right? No. But everybody talks and says he is, I mean, you hear it all the time. They, George Jones is always yeah. called the champion, right? Now, the only George Jones song I knew for about, uh, I don't know, forever, was The Race Is On. Okay. Now, I loved that song. Yeah. I thought it was great. Horse racing, the whole thing. When he passed away... I, I guess we were doing radio or unemployed, something. Could have been either one. That's <laughs> coin flip, yeah. But I found myself home at 11.30 in the morning, and I watched the George Jones funeral from probably the Grand Ole Opry, I would yeah. think. Holy cow, man. And uh, Kid Rock came out and did a, a really cool song that he had been writing with George Jones. Yeah. But at the end... Alan Jackson came out and sang He Stopped Loving Her Today. Yeah. And it's one of those songs where you go, oh, I've listened, I've, yeah. I know the title. And then you start realizing the reason the guy stopped loving her today was because he's dead. Yeah. And you just see, like, the widow of George Jones. Fall apart. Fall apart. Garth Brooks in the front row is falling yeah. apart. And you go, holy cow, man, yeah. that is... Now, now I get it. When you yeah. listen to that, you go, God damn, yeah. man. You go, Dad. <laughs> like, you and I have yeah. had some bad days yeah. in 2018. I go, shit, that, that's a bad day. Yeah. And, and to think of the dude who put pen to paper writing that, yeah. see, that kind of stuff, Dave, I could talk to those guys all day. I'm with you. I'm, I, you know, it's I funny love that. that stuff. All that's songwriters so amaze me. Because I've never written a song and come close to even thinking of how I'd write yeah. a song. Alan Jackson to me is to me one of the, my favorite voices. Yeah, he's and, awesome. I've uh, actually seen him in concert. Have you really? Yeah. And he has a song out that came out a few years ago that he sang. I think on the on the CMA Awards. It was "Remember When." And he's an an older guy and he's singing yeah. the song. And it, wow! But you mentioned Garth Brooks, and everybody knows Garth Brooks. Even if you're a Padre fan, you remember sure. when Garth Brooks wanted to go to spring training with the Pods and they invited him. It was pretty cool. But Garth Brooks, his inspiration was Kiss. Yeah. And I thought that was cool as shit, that he loved Kiss more than anybody, and yet he ended up in the music industry, but a, a different way of going about it. Saw both guys in concert within about a two-year window. Saw both guys at Valley View Casino Center. Um, it was a tribute to whoever the sound engineers are for both of those guys, that the sound 
was amazing. Now, for Alan Jackson, I was right off the stage. If he's facing the crowd, I am right off the stage to the left in the loge. Okay. Great seats. Garth Brooks, I was further back, kind of about center ice. Yeah. Two completely different approaches to a concert. Alan Jackson, the song starts, and he walks out just like a dude walking around Lake Murray. Yeah. Cowboy hat on, big red solo cup in his hand, <laughs> slowly waves to the crowd, and tore the house down. That's cool. I, I went to that be- because my wife wanted to go. Yeah. And I felt like, well, I'll know two or three songs. Goddamn, I felt like I knew 20 songs. It That's was great. Cool. Garth Brooks came out in one of the most impressive shows I've ever seen. He tore that place down, man. That You go, okay, now I get it. That was really, really a fun show. See, those are guys that, that I always appreciate. And whether whatever it is you do that people pay to see you, yeah. that you give it 100% every time. Garth Brooks makes a big deal about it being a show. That he wants it. you to remember it for the rest of your life. When Magic Johnson played basketball, he said, it might be yep. the only time somebody sees me, that kind of deal. It drives me crazy when people half-ass and anything they do, when you go, man, I'm paying to see you, and you're, you're half-assing it. You yeah. know, and, and you can call it out quick and go, the guy's not running hard or the guy's not trying hard. And it, that kind of shit drives you crazy. But the one thing about Garth Brooks, he always said, man, i got to put on a show you're going to remember the rest of your life. Springsteen, too. I saw Springsteen, not with the E Street Band, with his other band, but I also saw him in that building, and he was great. Another yeah. guy who the entire band doesn't get, uh, like, they get credit, but I'm not sure they get credit for is being as tight as they are, are the Stones. When you think about the Stones, all in their 70s, yeah. when you think about Charlie Watts, how strong, how tight he is, Ron Woods, uh, uh, Keith, Keith Richards, and Jagger himself. But, yeah. I mean, the backup band, the singers, man, I, I've lost count how many times I've seen the Stones, and, and I've seen bands where you go, man, they were just flat. They just didn't have it. I've never seen yeah. that with the Stones, who were probably 35 years older yeah. than the guys that where you go, they're in their prime, they're young, here we go, we all paid money to see you. God, just shit. All right, here's one for you. And we'll get into to other stuff as well. You listen to this podcast. Of course, we appreciate your time. But this, is, this is, to me, is interesting stuff. Jeff and I went to a concert before we even knew each other. The same mm-hmm. concert, 1986, at the Forum. We saw Lionel Richie. Sheila E. opened up. Yep. And it's, we, as we got to know each other, we realized we were both at the same concert. Well, Lionel Richie took like two and a half hours to come out because he came out and said he was watching the Lakers-Celtics game on TV. Yeah. Remember the Lakers at yep. the Garden? And he was watching that game. He's telling Shee Lee, keep going. Well, she had one fucking song. Yeah. And a okay. drum. And you're like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And then remember Lionel Richie didn't sing one song all the way through. It was just parts of each song of his famous yeah, song. Yeah, weird. Yeah, he didn't do one song from beginning to end. And you're like, fuck, man. That, uh, I got I got fucked like that around that same year. <laughs> right about that same year. Universal Amphitheater. Yeah. Uh, we saw Bruce Hornsby in the range. I did oh, not go funny. to see them. They opened, yeah. but I went to see John Fogarty because I've always loved CCR. Yeah. And John Fogarty came out and he did the same thing, Dave. He played the the just the guitar riff to, you know, uh any any of the songs, yeah. right, that you can think of, CCR songs. And then he said, I'm sorry, but if I play any of those songs all the way through, they will sue me for every yeah. dime I make tonight. I legally can't play them. And he played like 
center field and yep. old man down the road, but you're like, fuck, I came yeah. to hear Lodi. I came to hear, <laughs> you know, we're an American yeah. band. I, I came to hear uh, all, the, all that different shit. And uh, not we're an American band. That's Grand Funk Railroad. But, but you know what? I, I mean, all the, all the yeah. legendary CCR songs. Fast forward about 25 years. Right down here at Mattress Firm. Okay. Uh, my wife and I go, it's John Cougar and Fogarty. Okay. We're up on the lawn just hanging out. This dude, I see this guy walking around, and all of a sudden people are paying attention, and he is holding a stack of about what looks like 200 tickets. Yeah. So I, I say to my wife, I go, hey, I'll be right back. I go over, and I'm just kind of standing there, and the guy goes, hey, man, um, if you'd like, we'd like to move you up front. We, we'd like to move people from down here, move them up front. They put us in the second row. Wow. Now, I've seen Mellencamp a couple of different times, yep. and he was fine. Same thing as we just said. Just a night where he wasn't completely on his game. Still good. Okay. But not 100%. Goddamn, if John Fogarty, who now legally could play all the old CCR stuff, came out and again... Had to be close to 70 years old and fucking killed it. Did it really? Oh, cool. God. The voice was great. The energy was great. And then Mellencamp came out and did a couple of songs with them. And all of a sudden, you could see Mellencamp's game yeah. pick up. But shit, man, when you look at Fogarty, last time, uh, whatever it's been, year and a half ago, we saw The Who at Valley View. Yeah. And I've seen The Who on nights when they've been off. Not a year and a half ago. Man. Um, Zach Starkey, who's Ringo's son, plays drums for him. He was awesome. Uh, Pete Townsend was great, and Daltrey's voice probably sounded as good as it sounded in 20 years. When the old guys come out and show you how to do it, I always like that. It's always interesting to me when you talk about the guys you're saying that still tour, that will still perform live, Uh and you go, man, what what is it about them that keeps them going? Like, Yeah, why keep doing it? Why keep doing it? Is it the rush? It can't be the money. It has to just be the rush. It's got to be the adrenaline of the the live event. Yeah, I mean, that that has to be the whole deal of why you would do it. it I, I think I told you the story. My brother-in-law in, was in Nashville, Tennessee, grocery shopping, and he's buying eggs a couple of years ago, and Steven Tyler starts picking shit oh, out of yeah, the dairy yeah, section, yeah. too. yeah, yeah, We just talked about this yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And <laughs> when he drops the, hey, wait a second, it's Steven Tyler. He looks at him. In Nashville, it's not rare to see a sure. musician, but to see Steven Tyler is, is a little different. And I think he came out with a country song. And he said, man, I saw you at the 79 Texas State Fair. I'll never forget it. He goes, fuck, man. He goes, I remember that. <laughs> and he goes, Steven Tyler's checking out, and about 50 feet away is my brother-in-law. And as soon as he checks out, he turns around to my brother-in-law and yells, the fucking 79 State Fair. And he walks out the grocery store, and everyone's like, what the hell's that it mean? You know, but, but it was funny as shit. But how much game for Steven Tyler for that, Yeah, and I don't doubt his sincerity, how cool for him to give your brother-in-law that moment. Yeah. Think about how many people that we know, Dave, that we've crossed paths with that have done that on a daily basis where they've given that person that moment. It, it reminds me of King's Hall of Fame announcer Bob Miller, who's just one of a million guys that fits this criteria. Yeah. But I remember seeing Bob, whatever, handful of years ago, he had a book out about the Kings, and he was signing books down in the concourse. And I just said to him, you and I knew him yeah. a little bit. We still know Bob a little bit. And I just said, you know, Bob, I just love watching how you interact. 
And he said to me, he goes, you know, Jeff, he goes, uh, you always got to, it's all about the memory. And he said, they're, they're, they're going to remember this. Yeah. He goes, if, if the announcer for the Kings can't shake your hand and look you in the eye and say, hi, Dave, how are you? Then you're going to remember, boy, Bob Miller was a jerk. Yeah. And he said, I, I don't want people to think Bob Miller was a yeah. jerk. So he said, I like shaking your hand and saying, hi, Dave, how you doing? I'm yeah. Bob Miller of the Kings. But there's just so many guys that, that fit that criteria. It's, it's pretty cool when you meet him. No, absolutely. He was he was rare. For years, I used to sit behind Chick Hearn at the Forum yeah. when I covered the Lakers. And I, I didn't talk to Chick for gosh, six, seven years in a row. I mean, I was just so intimidated by him. Sure. And you'd see him working and with with his stat sheet and get everything ready for the game. He'd be there at 2 of the afternoon. Could you hear him pretty clear doing the game? I could hear him pretty good. Yeah. I could hear him pretty good, and I just never wanted to bother him. I wasn't sure if he was a nice guy. I wasn't a nice guy. And then I decided one day, I know you aren't supposed to ask for autographs, but at the time I had a VHS tape of the repeat year of the 87-88 Lakers, and I said, I'm going to get Chick to sign this. Yeah. And I asked him to sign it, then he told me stories about that team for about 35 minutes. And yeah. he was cool as can be. And when you meet a guy like Bob Miller was a guy that I would have been intimidated to talk to until you introduced me to him. Mm -hmm. I probably would have never approached Bob Miller. Much nicer guy than expected. Vince Gully, much nicer Incredible. guy than expected. Incredible. Yeah. You know, and so uh, when, when those guys don't let you down, wow. And Jerry Coleman would give you the time of day, too. I mean, if you walked up to Jerry Coleman, anyone that's ever met him would say, man, Jerry Coleman was great. He was so incredibly nice to yeah. me. So, I, I mean, I, I've said this story too many times. I'm not going to repeat it. But just for what he did for me in Monterey, yeah. Mexico, he didn't have to do no. that. He he did not have to do that, and he was great, and yeah. I thank him for it later. He always came on the show whenever we needed him. He'd come on. He was great. Yeah, when no, you told him that you shared a birthday as one of my favorites. Well, John, <laughs> I've never been more excited. I think I, I knew him for at least 20 years. Yeah, at least 20 years. And, and here's the thing, too. Yeah. I, I want to be really, really clear on this. He, 98% of the time, over 20 years, he called me John. Yeah. I found it hysterical, and I loved it. Anytime Dave Marcus corrected him, which I, I said to Dave, don't do it. Yeah. I think it's great, and I love him. I don't care. He's not doing it to be a dick. No. He would give me the most sincere apology and feel bad, and then I felt bad. Yeah. I'm like, Jerry, I don't care. I think yeah. it's funny. And then a week could go by, John? <laughs> I didn't care. He, I was just so yeah. stoked that he would say hi. But, uh, God, what a just a good man. I'll tell you another guy. I want to hype this real quick. Otherwise, I will forget. Sunday night on this podcast, it will be me and Dave, and I couldn't be more excited to tell you that San Diego radio icon Sam Bass, who spent 37 years at Kixie, will be here. That's cool. Now, I'm going to tell you this, because I know this audience, and there's some of you right now that are going, what? And I'm going to say this to you. Hey, fuck you. I know what I'm doing. That's why I don't text you to say, hey, should I book this guy? It's yeah. going to be great. I'm telling you, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. You're going to remember it. I promise you're going to remember it. Because me and Dave know more than you do about what's going to happen Sunday night. So sit there and keep your little goddamn trap shut and look forward to Sunday night slash Monday morning. And you're going to say, you know what, Jeff? I was wrong. Yeah. Sam's going to be great.
what you heard in 12-second, 14-second, 23-second sound bites on Kixie doesn't scratch the surface of who this guy is yeah. as a friend, as a broadcaster, and he has a story to tell, and Dave's exactly right. You'll remember it. So don't yeah. sit there and be, uh shut up. <laughs> shut your mouth. Uh, and he's excited, and uh, we're just going to have a great night, and I can't wait to see him. I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah. It'd be great to see him. It's funny. I, I just told my wife, I said, Sam Bass is going to come over to the house on Sunday night, and she was like, 96.5 Kixie? Yeah. I mean, right away. She thought that was cool, and she doesn't think anything you and I do is cool. But, nope. man, when she when she found out Sam Bass was coming over, she was excited. She thought that was really cool. All right, I'm going to tell you this, too. Yeah. There are two things that are about to happen in San Diego radio. Yeah. Dave and I know both of them. But and we, we knew them for a while. We've known them for a while. We know both of them. We've been asked not to say anything. Why? I have no idea. Because the person who asked us knows that they're a little bitch. (laughs) But because of our respect for that little bitch, we're not going to say anything tonight. But I will say this. I'm going to say it on this show. And you know who I'm talking to. You know exactly who I'm talking to. Monday night, I'm fucking saying it. I don't work for anybody. I'll hold it. By Monday, at least one of them should be out. I don't yeah. know if the other story will be out. But they will be stories that you guys are talking about regarding San Diego radio. Um, Monday night, I, I couldn't give less of a shit how it impacts anybody. <laughs> uh, we'll hold it because Sam will be here on Sunday. Yeah. But on Monday, whether these stories are out or not, I'm saying it. Yeah, good. And if you don't like it, go play with yourself. <laughs> These are two big stories big. that will will shake up radio in San Diego. Yep, that's a, that, that, that's, that's why be interesting. Pete in Point Loma, yeah, voted us the number two radio show <laughs> behind a, a soccer show that he likes on Sirius XM. And Pete, I'll I'll pay it off on Monday. Yeah. I would pay it off right now. Yeah, I would like to pay off at least one of them, impacting yeah. the one kind of the. I would say the 1A of the two stories. I think you understand what I mean by that. I would like to share that tonight, but I don't feel like that's necessarily. But I would absolutely like to share the headline story, but I can't because I'm a good person. (laughs) People have asked me when I confirmed the story. How do you know? That's what they said. Don't worry about it. Well, I love how you confirmed how you know, which is awesome. (laughs) How do you know? Don't worry about uh, it. And let me tell you this, too. If you work in local radio yeah. and you think nobody knows, hey, fuck you, Dave and Jeff know. <laughs> and if you're like, they, wait, wait, do they, do they, they don't know that. Yeah, 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 we do. And we would say it right now, but we, for some reason, we gave our word. And so, but That's Monday it. night, yeah. you fine with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're the number yeah. two podcast. Two huge stories, two different stations. I, I'd say one huge story and one okay story. But <laughs> what a dick. You're a dick. <laughs> but two interesting stories. Um, yeah, and we'll tell them both on Monday yeah. night. And and here's another quick thing, and then whatever you want to cover. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed that Darren Smith got his feelings hurt when I pointed out to him, my friend Pete in Point Loma, yeah. voted 
the top San Diego sports shows that are available here. The number one was a show that I'm not familiar with. It's a soccer show that he likes on Sirius XM. Okay. Number two was the Dave and Jeff podcast. That's awesome. We technically won the silver medal. Yes. We didn't lose. We won the silver medal. Number three was the Darren Smith show. Okay. Pretty distant third. Yes, of course. And then fourth was the unnamed soccer podcast, again, hosted by Darren Smith and Jordan Carruth. Okay. So I, being gracious as I am, said to Darren, how's the view down there? (laughs) And he said back, well, how many shows did you have? Just one? And I said, one solid silver medal winning show. (laughs) Vladimir Putin is offended at your efforts to rig this thing by putting 19 different shows in. Yeah, and why didn't he call and congratulate us? Uh, And then way down at 437 was Dead Air, and at 438 was the Dan Cilio show. (laughs) But our thanks to Pete and Point Loma. For giving us the silver medal, I'll take it, and uh, yeah. I'll be Roy Jones won the silver medal. I'm the, thrilled to be in yeah, that category. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Okay, first of all, I noticed as you're talking, you're wearing a watch. Did you get the watch? I got it. <laughs> what happened? I've drawn the line in the sand. And I did draw the- a line in the sand. Okay, what happened? The watch looks beautiful. Do you like that? I do. It's pretty cool. Um, so Monday, and I'll go deeper into Monday in a minute, but if you listen to the Monday podcast, God damn, man, I was really upset. I was really upset with two people. I was really upset with my ex-wife, um, for not making a phone call that I had been promised with my kids. Yeah. And I was really upset with a friend of mine for not picking up a fossil watch. And I, I went into great detail about it on Monday night. But this watch was going to mean a lot to me, and she failed. Yeah, she had one chance to stand up, and she failed. Um, Tuesday, so Monday night when the show's over, I drive all the way back out to Lakeside, and the cash is under the mat. I get my cash, and by the way, I've not talked to this friend since then. We're recording on a Thursday night. Okay, and her number's out of my phone. <laughs> Absolutely true. You did that move? Yeah, it's true. Okay, go ahead. So uh, Tuesday, yeah, I am at work in Carlsbad, and I drive to the Carlsbad Mall. And it's funny because I had looked, and Macy's had the watch that I wanted. Yeah, and it ended up being like literally eleven dollars more than the friend of mine was going to get it for me. And I said, "Great." And Dave, I walk into Macy's in Carlsbad. And I apparently where I parked, I was right by the watch section. Okay. And I walk in, and there is a woman named Kathy working at the men's watch thing. And she had so much energy and personality. And she said, what's going on? How are you doing? Yeah. And I said, uh, hey, I tried to order this online, but um, I filled out a change of address form so my billing address on my debit card is all fucked up and i said it's that watch right there yeah and she said well let's check it out and she goes wow she goes i'm gonna tell you something about this watch she goes the way it's she goes you're gonna be the first one nobody's ever touched this it's all sealed in plastic and i said great and she pulled it out she said man i really like that and she goes let's check it out 
and I took it. And Dave, I had not tried the watch on. I had only yeah. seen it, the one I wanted. And I put it on, and uh, she said, man, I, I like, not the bullshit yeah. used car guy. She was just cool. Yeah. She was just cool. And she's like, man, I like it. And she goes, let's check it. And I, I go, I think it needs a link taken out. And I go, do you guys do that here? She goes, not only do we do that here, I do it. Cool. She goes, I'm going to do it right now. She was so great and so cool, and she did it right there for yeah. me that it was funny. Talking every couple months, I go and talk to this therapist lady yeah. now with everything going on. I was telling her this story, and she goes, isn't that crazy? She goes, isn't that really crazy how on Monday you're so bummed out? And she goes, you, she goes, I know you well enough. Eventually, you'll, you and your friends, she goes, I don't think you'll ever forget what happened, your relationship. Yeah. But she goes, at some point, you'll reconnect with the friend. But she said- She won't uh, be able to get in touch with you. You dump yeah, the fucking number. Gone. Fuck it. <laughs> um, but as- as the lady said to me last night, she said, uh, "She said, but now every time you wear it, instead of just picking it up in Lakeside, yeah. you're going to remember the 10 or 12-minute yeah. interaction you had with that lady. And I said, you know, the, cra- the other wild thing about it is it happened less than about 10 hours after the podcast where I was laying into everybody. Yeah. And I was so mad, and this lady was so cool. We go, okay. That's that's kind of what I needed. Um, the other one who I got into it with was my ex-wife and got into it with her on Monday and got into it with her yesterday. Um, I will say this. My car had been in the shop. Yeah. With my car in the shop, the one thing that I didn't realize when I dropped it off, I had said it a couple of weeks ago, they had prescribed me for Lexapro. Yeah. I only go five milligrams a day, but the Lexapro had been in the car, which means I had been off it all week. I will tell you, admittedly, as I said to my ex-wife tonight, I didn't like the change, and it's a weird. uh, Do you have have to take anything, Dave, for allergies? Yeah, I take a lot. I take about five medicines just for asthma. Every day? Every day. That's why if anyone meets me, or you've been around me forever, but my hands shake all the time. I mean, to the point where you think, you know, what's going on? Like, is that Michael J. Fox over there? But my hands shake all all the time because I need need it for just to breathe. I, um, me and my ex-wife are cool. Yeah. And I'm lucky that we're cool because she has been around for 15 years and she is a very big supporter of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And I said to her today, I said, yeah, I picked the car up. And I said, shit, the first thing I did was, I better take one of these. And it's a very weird thing to come to grips with the fact that that, you need that little five milligram pill to keep you level. Yeah. Because I saw just from Saturday to Thursday that when I didn't take it, I was clearly... A different person, agitated. You could tell, huh? Absolutely. Like it felt like you, there was an edge there. Like, yeah, yeah. That. Fuck. And uh, and so what I did, Dave, was I just uh, I apologized to her today. Okay. And, and she was great. She could tell the difference too. Huh? She knew immediately because yeah. she said it was so weird, and she said I just let you go. Yeah. She goes, I just let you go because she said it was so different from Sunday to Monday. 
And yeah. I said I had taken one on Saturday, so Sunday it's still probably there. But I said, but she said, uh, she goes, it it was clearly different on Monday. Yeah. And she and she just said, she goes, I am I couldn't be more sorry about the phone call, and I I just I said, nah, we're okay. But then to to kind of yeah. tell her today and say to her. Look, I, this isn't a joke. I said, when when you're coming to grips with the fact that, shit, man, you're actually going to need to rely, as you rely on that asthma medicine, yeah. at least for the immediate time being, Yeah, you're going to have to rely on that little five milligram pill to make sure that you're level because I saw firsthand and I didn't like the result of how agitated I yeah. was, uh, how how quickly little things set you off. Fuck, man, it, it was pretty unnerving. No joke. You know, I, I wouldn't be embarrassed. I mean, if you're, if you're taking something the first time and you go, well, I'm embarrassed to take something, I wouldn't be embarrassed. They're, people take something every day. I mean, the majority yeah. of people But you take always, at least day. for me, I always felt like I don't need that. Everybody and, says that. Yeah. No, I found it. Yeah. I, I absolutely found this week, you go, and it could be a combination of a million different things. Yeah. But um, I will... When I see the doctor who prescribed it, and I won't see him again until probably June, but when I see him, I may just drop him an email and go, "God damn, man, nailed it." It's uh, it, it's interesting. Is um, it, it, it's one of those things like with with me, I'll you know dip tobacco. Mm-hmm. If I don't dip, I'm the agitated guy like you are. Like I'm yeah. on, I'm on edge where I know I'm going to bite someone's head off, and it's just it's that that calming thing. I wish it wasn't like that. I tell people all the time, don't do it. I don't let kids that play for me, you know, dip, but man, it completely slows my heart rate down. And then yeah. it's it, it's quick. I mean, to the point my wife would used to joke around all the time saying, you're, you should get a personal license plate that says angry man on it because yeah. she would say, you're, you're so quick to, to act or so quick to want to fight someone in the grocery store for jumping in line or something yeah. like that. And so you got to, you got to calm down on that. No, it's, it's a good thing is that you, you realize it's there. You know, it's, well, it, and again, so many people I know take stuff. I'm not going to throw names out, but. The majority of people I know are on something. Well, I I will say this too, and uh, I was pissed on Monday. I was pissed about yeah. missing that call, but to have be going through a divorce and then kind of have the reaction of Monday, and then three days later to be like, "Hey, it's cool." Yeah, and it's all good and joking and everything else. Uh, I I just thought that was cool and I was very appreciative. Yeah, because you know me, if the roles were reversed, I'd be like, "Fuck you, <laughs> drop you out of my phone too." But uh, and and you know who else, Dave? I apologize to my kids today too because yeah, I was kind of a I was kind of a jerk. To, I wasn't a jerk. I just was off my game, and. Uh, and I talked to them today. Yeah. I didn't go into the whole thing. I just said, hey, it was kind of off my game. And they were great. So now my kids, and even though she will soon be my ex, I just, when she was like, it's good. Yeah. And I'm glad you're okay. And don't sweat it. Yeah. She's like, I get it. Because she, she, um, I don't know what, but she, I believe, understands because of her job and others yeah. that she knows, she understands the impact. And she was like, yeah, she goes, it, she goes, no, you're 100% right. Yeah. And she said, good for you to realize it and see it and 
and do what you can to control it. Because that's what yeah. I'm. Yeah, I mean, you got to face it and admit it. No, no, fantastic, good, good deal. And uh, again, a lot of people that go and talk to somebody too. So it's uh, it, it's working on yourself. My my sister pointed this out to me. It was I was trying to remember this when I'd get angry really fast. Is think about it. Are you going to be upset in a year about the same issue? Like you know what I mean? Like like your mm-hmm. watch issue. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Even on the Alexa then, Pro today. Yeah, then it's worth getting mad. But she goes, if you aren't going to be mad in a year over whatever's bothering you today, just let it go. You, yeah. you can drive yourself crazy. But if you think about it, in a year from right now, am I going to be pissed off? And the answer is yes. Then you have reason. You, you have a valid reason to be upset. Yeah, I had to drive to fucking yeah. Lakes out three times. <laughs> I am pissed about that. Um, but regarding the phone call, yeah, um, no. Because yeah. I was upset in the moment. I feel like I had the right to be upset in the moment. But I probably... Um, there was no need to be as mad as I was. Yeah, I got, I got. But you. um, but uh, like I said, I'm lucky in the fact that she knows me well enough and she cares about me yeah. deeply. Um, even though we won't be together, I know she does, and I'm I'm pretty lucky that she gets it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, no, that- and so no, that was cool. But um, yeah, there was just all the plus. There was other shit that yeah. went on and. You know, Dave, there were there were a couple of things that happened today, and it was so funny. It's like first, the guys at Mossy finished off my car. I got my car back, and my car runs like a fucking. I love my car how it ran a week ago. Yeah, shit, it runs even better. <laughs> and uh, and those guys were so great. So my day started by getting my car back. Like, you're in a loaner car, but it's like yep. a rental car. I was I was telling a friend at work, I go, when you got your own car, you're like, who gives a fuck if I run over that little bunny rabbit? Who gives a shit? <laughs> but when you're in a loaner car, you're like, whoa, you don't want to do anything, right? Yeah. Your own car, you see a little old lady walking down the street, you just act like you're going to drive into her, whoa! <laughs> do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and you just watch her fall into the hedge. It's so great! Ah, Great, you get a little upskirt shot. <laughs> um, but then when you're driving a loner car, you're like, you just you can't you can't relax. So I got my car back, and then um, I got two pictures yeah. today on my phone. The first one was sent to me by, of all people, John Howard from Channel Eight. John Howard, out of the blue, got invited to career day at my kid's school. Yeah. I have no idea, Rolando, who's bugging John <laughs> Howard. And I don't know why John would say yes. Yeah. I think you have to when you're in TV. Remember when you were a kid, you'd have someone in TV come to your school too? So John went, and all of a sudden, my phone, at about 10 o'clock this morning, I'm just hanging out, my phone buzzes, and it's a, it, it's a picture of John and my son, Jack. Yeah. And I tweeted it out. And I just, it made my whole day. That's cool. And John said, uh, John goes, yeah, I'm at career day. And this guy's like, hey, you know my yeah. dad? And he goes, yeah, is this still his number? He goes, yeah, that's his number. Um, and then my wife uh, sent me at about 1 o'clock today. My son, Cade, has struggled with math all year. And today he got an 84 on a math test. Cool. And uh, she goes, hey. You know, I know how challenging this has been. Look what he did today. And yeah. she's like, I know when you talk to him tonight, he's going to be stoked. Those two things. And then the third thing that happened today was, and I don't want to get into it a lot, because there are people 
that would understand if I said too much about it. Yeah. But I made a sacrifice today that greatly impacts me in not necessarily a positive way. However, that's outweighed by the fact that it greatly impacts somebody very close to me in a very positive way. Okay. They don't have any idea that I did it. Yeah. They'll never know that I did it. Um, but they mean that much to me that yeah. I was happy to make a sacrifice to benefit them. And I, it's like, it was like, it felt so good. Yeah. Like you go, yeah. I mean, I, I probably just gave something up. Um, but if I hadn't, it would have, what I would have benefited would have been outweighed by the impact on them in a negative way. My, my gain would have been their loss. Yeah. And I had the ability to say, no, it's going to be my loss, which will be their gain. Yeah. And like I said, it's probably a little confusing, and I apologize for that, but there are people that listen to this that if I said more would know, and I don't want anybody yeah. else to know. Um, I'll tell you yeah. after the show, but it was fucking awesome. Yeah. And it was, and like I said, they they don't even know, and I love it. Yeah. And you go, all right, well, shit. When I was here on Monday, everything kind of sucked. Yeah. But you go, you got the watch. The car's good. Your kids are good. You you smooth things over by admitting you're a dick to your ex-wife, and that was cool. And and then this little thing happened today. So you go, yeah, I feel like we're back on track. That's one of those things, I think, right there where you uh, – it's almost like uh, Christmas gifts, where you maybe you spend a little bit, some more on someone than you maybe can afford to do. But yeah. it's one of those where you're making someone's day, their holiday, and it's worth it, or your time, or whatever else. And and eventually, if you can get to the point in life, I think where you put other people first, it's uh, the reward back is is definitely worth it. I've you know it's funny. I've I've done it for kids. A bunch of my friends have done it for kids too. Where kids who can't afford things, and whether it's gloves, it's uniforms, it's clothes, shoes, yeah. whatever else. And you're sitting there going, well, you know what? It was might have been something you can't afford to do at the time, but you know what? For that kid, he the gets best. to at least keep playing. The you best. Know, that kid could keep playing. Because um, I impacted this person today. I would say they've impacted me every day yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And you go, and you like to think that somewhere along the line you, you made some kind. But I look at it and you go, well, shit, this, in my mind, they would probably say the score is even. Yeah. I would say they're winning about 204 to 3. So for today, if it went two hundred four to four, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. They, and and you go, yeah, and they will, they will. Uh, there might be a time in two or three years when we're out having beers, and I'll go, you know what? Yeah. But I I don't know why I would. That it feels like to tell them would only be self serving to me. Yeah. And I don't need that. They've been just awesome. And yeah, like I said, they'll they'll never know, and that's I'm perfectly fine with that. You, you know, uh, before we get into the, the whole nice thing, I want to go back to the, the temper thing. I saw <laughs> something in baseball yesterday that I've never seen before. And I was one thing I like about baseball, one of the reasons I always ordered the baseball channel is because I always watch for that one thing I haven't seen before mm-hmm. to go, man, I, th- that's interesting. For last year, I think I mentioned this even on the podcast, last year when the Cubs played the Padres and the Padres were in a bunt situation, 
the the Cubs did something that was so interesting to me that I was like, I've never seen it before, but it made all the sense. Joe Madden, the way he had it set up, the Padres were going to sacrifice a, a runner to second base. Okay. Okay. So what Joe Madden did was Anthony Rizzo is a left-handed first baseman. He brought Anthony Rizzo all the way in. He took the second baseman. And instead of saying you're going to cover the bag once he lays the bunt down, he put the second baseman right on first base, like holding him on like a first baseman to hold the runner on. Oh, wow. So he couldn't get a good jump. So no matter where the guy bunted the ball, if he bunted it to Chris Bryant at third or if he bunted it to Anthony Rizzo at first, he they were just going to have an easy shot to turn the double play. Yeah. And, and it completely took the bunt away. And I was like, it was, it was genius. We all knew that the Padres are going to bunt in that situation. But they have never seen them put a second baseman right there on the base and hold the guy on so he couldn't get that jump to second base. And the Padres had to be looking at Andy Green had to go, fuck, we're about to bunt right into a guiding double play. Our pitcher's going to lay the ball right down to one of these guys. Yeah. And they're just going to flip it to second. It's going to be boom, boom, boom. So you, you sit there and you go, okay, that was one of the things that stands out. So yesterday we're playing West, West Hills is the team I'm coaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm an assistant coach over there. We're playing Claremont. Come okay. on, it's one of the few schools I've never been to in 25 years of coaching. No like, kidding. I, I think I've been to every school in San Diego, but right I've never been to Claremont. from where I'm staying. That's what I was thinking. And it's, it's right funny. Right next door to the Del Taco, and that's where yeah. uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont yeah. High took place. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, man, I had no idea. And it's funny. is I, I love any school that's by the water where you can see right through past the outfield and you can see the water. You know, it's pretty, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. Anyway. They're a ways from the water. They're not yeah, quite but, like Mission Bay or... or no, but you could see... Um, they could, where, where they do, uh, what should we call it, uh, over the line, right? If you, if you drive down the hill, am I correct on that? Uh, no, because it's it's more up uh, Balboa. You're kind of yeah. thinking more up Claremont Drive. Yeah. If you come up, they're, they're at the top of Claremont Drive, yeah. but it kind of swings around. They're kind of more at the top of Balboa. So if you... When I went there, it took me up Claremont, and when I came back, it took me down Balboa. Yeah. Okay, but I've never been to the okay. baseball field. Could you see the water? Top. Yeah, you I were could. there. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. I, I could see it. All right, then my apologies okay. to the Claremont yeah. no, Cock Rings or whoever they are. What's this cool. school? Are they blue and orange? Yeah, they're blue and orange. They look like the Mets. The uniforms okay. look like the Mets. Got it. Okay, the Chieftains or whatever. So <laughs> the kid that's pitching for us, we're getting the shit kicked out of us. We've lost six in a row. We were, st- we're struggling. And the kid that's pitching has a little bit of a temper, but we're working on it, you know? Yeah. Kid gives up a home run. A kid oh, just hits a fucking bomb. It would have gone out of Petco. I mean, a kid hits a 400 fucking feet. So, you know, usually when a kid hits a home run, the umpire takes the ball out of his bag and he throws mm-hmm. the new ball back to the pitcher. Well, this fucking umpire gets a line. Like, the whole team comes out in high school where a guy hits a home run and everybody, you know, congratulates the guy hitting a home run. It's not like in the major leagues he's come back to the dugout. Everybody gets off the bench and congratulates. The umpire was the first fucking guy in line, high-fiving the guy and pats him on the back. Newbie? Was he a newbie? I, maybe okay and so the kid on our team's like throw me a fucking ball <laughs> you know, yeah. he yells at the and i'm working on this kid's temper and he's yelling, throw me a fucking ball he, and then when he congratulates the kid he high fives the kid that hits a homer and pats him on the back like that was great and then That's the kid's a weird like, move it was a weird move okay well what do you guess the next fucking pitch goes over the fence too <laughs> <laughs> this one goes dead center another 400 feet oh shit and he yells throw me the fucking ball right at the umpire and the umpire refuses to throw him the ball he just looks at him how old's the ump nump's probably about that's a close to 50 you know yeah. and and i know the guy on the bases but i didn't know this guy and uh, I had a call time, and he goes, you know, you got to talk to your pitcher. And I said, look. you got to stop giving guys hand said. jobs. I go, it doesn't help when you fucking high-five the other team when they hit home runs off them. Do you understand? Yeah. This is very competitive. They're trying to win. We're trying to win. You're the only one that doesn't give a shit. Yeah. 
but yet you're the first guy to jump in the celebration. Yeah. I, go, I don't see a high five in my pitcher when he strikes somebody out. Yeah. And he looked at me like I was insane. Well, I do a lot of little league games, and we congratulate the oh, kids. I see, go, well, that's it. Yeah, and I that's go, look, it. idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, you know, eventually this isn't going to end well at all. Yeah, You're Doug lucky Harvey. he hasn't drilled a kid right in the ribs or told our catcher to duck down when he hits you in the face. But it was it was so fucking nuts. <laughs> you go, I've never seen that before. It was like out of like the Naked Gun, like Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. You're like that's really? why I asked if he was a newbie yeah, because you go, there's be. something there. Like he's doing something. Like he's probably he probably works with special needs kids, right? I guess or something. I I, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't, can't even say I want to make an excuse for him. I understand if you're doing the little league thing, but maybe he bet the game. Maybe. <laughs> Well, <laughs> he won and he covered because it was nine nothing. As we shook our asses back to the parking lot. All but right. Anyway, you mentioned Petco Park. Yeah, I am very, very torn right now. Okay, and I need. Uh, I did my therapy session yesterday, and I did not get a chance to bring this up for some reason. I was too busy talking about the Lexapro. <laughs> but I should have let off with this. Yeah. Um, we have mentioned. We don't need to qualify this by mentioning that we're fans of Fowler or Seidler. Yeah. Fine. Did you see the picture, the actual picture now of the right field video board? No, I have not. I know what's up. Why? What are you talking about? Is it smaller? Too small? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Really? They fucked it up. No way. It's and not he, like the Angels. Like I was looking no. thinking it was going to be like the Angels, a big no, giant one on both sides. No, too much room on either side, which is going to be for advertising. And um, they fucked it up. They did. Because when you look at it, you go, like, you want it to be great. Yeah. Why in this town can't we do anything right <laughs> the just time. the first fucking time? <laughs> now you two dicks are going to have to go in there. You two swinging dicks are going to have to go in there and fix it. Yeah. Because it's it's wrong. And they and everybody's laughing at them because they did this oh, people video. People are calling them out? Yeah, they did this video. Uh, Petco Park did this thing dave and i'll show you now they put it out today i guess petco park can't follow you and me on twitter <laughs> fuck them follow the big ad i don't feel any problems at all um if if you have done something without for 10 years and you make a big deal yeah and you say hey here here it is and here's the new video board i'm not saying it had to be as big as the one in left field but but okay, there's the left field board, yeah, Dave. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna have trouble getting probably internet in here, but I'm gonna hope that it goes through. Okay, and now here we go. And there, God damn it, sorry. Yeah, I'm showing Dave the video yeah, that Petco Park right now. tweeted out, and that left field board is gorgeous. It is. It's insane. Isn't it the second biggest one in all of baseball? Yeah, it might be. But when you see the right field board now. You're going to look at it, and I swear to God, it looks like it's one-tenth of the size. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. They fucked it up. Yeah. Look how little that thing is. Look, look how much room. You're right. They have on each side. It reminds us of the day when Dave and I were playing racquetball with Costa and Hartman. And you go, God damn, that's it? That's it? And they just got their white shorts, and they went home. <laughs> It, I just yeah, I, that, that they did. They half-assed it. That's a shame. We waited for years. That was the one thing that was missing in the ballpark was the right field scoreboard. If, I mean, you're the people, if you're the people down the third base side, you're yeah. like, I, fuck. Yeah, 
Is Sandy T. Feldman coming out giving us all LASIK today so we could see that shit? God damn. God. Why is it so hard? Oh my gosh. Why is it so hard to do anything right the first time in this fucking town? Yeah, it's true. We do this all the time. The season starts a week from today. Yeah. You know, excited about it. The season starts a week from today. Okay, so here's the deal. I did something. I said I wasn't going to do it all, but I know you've already done it. I Three. Got, okay, you know exactly what I'm going to say? Fantasy yeah, baseball. baseball team. Sure. I was not going to get into a fantasy baseball league because in fantasy baseball, you have to pay attention all the time or you could fall behind in a hurry. If you don't look at it, I was like, fuck, do I really want to do this? But I said, you know, I'm going to do this. You and I, I talk baseball all the time. I want to be on the same page. If something, So if, fun. Yeah, and I tell people all the time, too, if you're a guy that wants to be more involved in baseball, we tell yep. Costa this all the time, too, because Costa's first favorite sport is not baseball, but this is what you have left. You should join a fantasy team. Yeah. It'll, it'll make He's you into crazy. cricket. <laughs> it'll make you aware of what's going on. All right, let's go position okay. by position well, because I, I think there ask are you about sleepers. The Padres. I want to ask about the Padres. How many Padres do you have on your fantasy baseball teams? Um, I have, let me think about it. I did not take hedges on any. I have three teams, one of which was drafted by computer. Okay. Um, I did not take, I'm just going spot by spot. Hedges, I did not take on any team. I do have Hosmer on one uh, a Swahe Spangenberg, no. I almost took a Swahe, actually, but I wasn't really? sure if he was going to be the guy, the way Andy Green is talking. Uh, Galvis, no, I didn't take. Headley, no, yeah. I didn't take. Renfro, Myers, Margot, no, I didn't take anybody. So Hosmer, but I do think if you're doing a fantasy baseball draft, I think Brad Hand's an absolute yeah. steal. Uh, last year, I gave you the second baseman for the Orioles. I told you he's yeah. a fucking steal. He hit you 30 bombs last year. Brad Hand, everybody goes early for Chapman or Kimbrell or Kenley Jansen. Jansen. Yeah. Those guys. And when they're when they're taking relievers off the board, yep. find another outfielder. Yeah. Take Justin Turner or somebody that, that falls low. Logan Morrison from the twins. You can absolutely steal ladies, a thirty home run yep. guy. Um and then just Brad Hand's going to be sitting there at the end where you can where you can cherry pick him, and he's going to give you shit thirty saves this year right. for nothing. You're right. That's a good call. But the only guy the only guy from the pods that I took was Hosmer. I almost took Will Myers when he was sitting there, and I said I'm going to take him because he has protect, protection in the lineup. But then the computer says he's still going to hit two sixty at the most, and I was like, fuck, man, I expect more but, from Will Myers. But where Myers benefits fantasy baseball, where it doesn't necessarily benefit real baseball is you don't give a shit if he hits a meaningless home run that makes the yeah. score five to one it may not be a difference maker in the game but when you're competing for home runs runs scored in rbis you just gave you three points right exactly. there and if myers is a guy that's a legit 2020 guy he helps you in a lot of categories and you can offset the average by finding somebody else i always dave how, let me hear you guys going down catcher wise right now. I'll I'll give you guys that I think you can steal late that'll be impacted every position. The my catcher is the guy that I wanted the Padres to make a move on, and that's the dude on the Marlins. I took uh, J T. Realmuto. Yeah, you can get Evan Gaddis, who's yeah. probably a twenty five home run guy, and is probably going to get you two sixty. You can probably yeah. get Evan Gaddis with your last pick. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. So I'll tell you overall, the, the, there are twelve guys in this league. Okay, okay so now again, I just it gets jump, deeper. I, I just jump, I was going to ten team or okay. I mean, you can. I, I just, love it. Was a Yahoo just jump in? Yeah, I don't know anyone in the fucking league with yeah, me. Yeah, twelve's tough because if you get anybody hurt, there's yeah. nobody on the free agent. That's, I like ten team. Leagues. That's true. So I, I had the fifth overall pick, and, oh, nice. and, and all the other guys you expect to go. Who'd you take? We're, we're gone. Well, so you, let me ask you: I have a choice between a hitter. And Clayton Kershaw or Max Scherzer. Would he have gone pitcher or would he have gone hitter? It's funny. I was in one the other day. Uh, it was only an eight-team league. Yeah. So I had seven and uh, ten. When I got Kershaw at ten and at seven I got uh, – I can't remember who I got. at. Uh, might have got Josh Donaldson at okay. seven. But – um. If I'm at five, it kind of depends on who the player is. I know Mookie Betts. They have a lot of people have Mookie Betts right there in the top five, right around that area. Who'd you? Who, I, ended up, I, I took Nolan Arenado. Yeah, like yeah. And the reason I, t- I obviously go to Colorado. him because it's Colorado and his numbers are ridiculous. But it, Clayton Kershaw, the last few years, has missed a month to six weeks out of every season because of that back. So well, it's like I don't want to be with a guy who misses a, a month and a half. But I, I was just curious to know if you've gone ace pitcher or gone hitter. No, why I like that pick too is because you can find arms later on. Yeah. But quality third baseman, I mean, I talked about Donaldson, Arenado, right? I mean, I, I think some people may still go Adrian Beltre, yeah. which is amazing to me. What, year 21 for Beltre? But you find, Dave, that there are certain positions where you go, oh, okay, I'll just wait. And then all of a sudden you go, God damn, I'm down to nobody left. Third base to me is one of those positions where you go, um, like there there's a handful of guys that will be right there at the top. But if you're in a 12-team league, those guys are going to jump off the board They do quick. Really, really quick. Yeah, Arenado's great. Uh, I like uh, Kershaw. I got Kershaw in one league. But you you feel like you can get not maybe not somebody to that level, but you're going to have a – I feel like you're going to have a better chance of getting a decent starting pitcher. Yeah, that may still give you 175 strikeouts. He may win 13 games, where Kershaw wins 18. The ERA may be three and change, 3.25, where Kershaw's 2.65. Right? I yeah. mean, you're giving numbers up, but you go, Arenado's going to hit me 30 bombs. Yeah, and maybe lead the National League in RBS. Yeah, he's yeah. going to play every day. And otherwise, I'm looking at Chase Headley, who might hit me 12. And you go, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Do, uh, do you have a guy that, you, like last year, as Jeff said, I remember doing this podcast, and you were telling everybody, get the second baseman from the Orioles. He'll be there. And you're right. He got, hits 30 great. home runs. Yeah, he hit 30 bombs. Uh, I, I love Evan Gaddis is down there low. First baseman, I think I always panic and I always jump in because first baseman will start coming up the fast. board. But Logan Morrison, you can absolutely wait to the end and get him. Um, and then who were the other guys I was trying to think? Uh, I grabbed Hoskins from the Phillies as my first baseman. Remember yeah. the rookie last year that was uh, hitting all the home runs? And yeah. A lot of talk, obviously, he's going to play left field this year, but they have him listed at first base in the fantasy leagues. But yeah. Philadelphia seems like an easy park to hit bombs. A Mustakis you can get as far as yeah. third baseman go. Mustakis you can get relatively – relatively low too from the from the couple I did um you feel like you go that's a 30 bomb guy yeah I I always like to do that I do this is kind of how I do my draft I try to do it bat arm bat arm because if you can get 
one or two pretty strong guys at the top. It does make a difference. But then I really do look for the impact stolen base guy. And if you can get Billy Hamilton or D. Gordon, I'll, I'll tell you a guy who I love um, as your last outfielder is Delino DeShields. That's funny. I got him. Yeah, Delino got- DeShields about a 39-bag guy, and I think he – they have him scoring about 100 runs. You know what else I grabbed? I grabbed Bradley Zimmer from the Indians who went to La Jolla High School. Nice. And he's projected to steal 60. Shit. Okay, yeah, he was he was way off. Where did he go? What he's, round? He went uh, 18, 19th round. 19th, 19th round. round. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, because you find those guys. I've tried to do that a lot of years where you get uh, – You'll grab D. Gordon. The yeah. second base can be a little bit thin too, right? Altuve yep. always goes about second. He did. He was a second overall pick in the draft. Yeah. Behind but Mike then, Trout. But then all of a sudden you go, okay, second basemen are pretty low. Javier Baez is always a guy that's pretty good too, right? Because yep. he gives you any guy that will give you 15 to 18 bombs and maybe steal you 12 bags. I, I do though, man. I look at that average because you'll find so many guys uh, – I'm mind blanking right now. The the Chris Davis, yeah. first baseman for the Orioles. He was I was he was I don't think he was even drafted in, in the twelve man league. I don't think he was drafted because he's a thirty five to forty bomb yeah. guy. But the average is dropping like crazy. Yeah. When I found Chris Davis a couple of years ago and I was able to steal him as my last guy, he hit me I think forty home runs. And he probably hit 240. I think his yeah. average has dropped every year since. But, shit, take those 40 home runs. Here, here, it's funny you mentioned Chris Davis. Chris Davis, the black Chris Davis from the A's. Yeah. He's oh, guy yeah, yeah, will yeah. Hit in, Stud. Yeah. And the funny thing is no one watches A's games anymore. No. But the guy will hit you over 40 home runs. Complete stud. Yeah. Uh, they have another guy, too. Who's the other guy on the A's that uh, – they have another I can't guy. even tell you. Again, yeah, I, can't, I can't even tell. And I watch Chris a shitload Davis of those is a games. Great guy to steal. And I can't even tell you who's uh, who, who they have. I just don't watch A's games. No, um, but as far as the pods go, no. I, I tried to get hand for your bullpen. Yeah, I was trying to get pods. I was. I just couldn't. Uh, I, by the time I was going to go back to Myers, he was gone. Hosmer was gone. But yeah. I, I wanted to get a few Padres. I want to get two or three. Because those those are the games we're going to watch the most of, and I, I got sure Dodger guys in there. I got you know Alex Wood, Rich Hill, those guys that you got at the bottom because yeah. people don't believe. Because after Kershaw, everyone gives up on that their pitching anyway. See, but I, but I wanted to get guys that I'm going to watch, which means Angels, Padres, Dodgers. I did get Otani. I took Otani. Did you took a chance. Yeah, I got Otani on two leagues. Okay. Um, As a pitcher or a hitter, I he's, he's broken down in both in the Yahoo leagues. Yeah, and Yahoo, you have to draft him different. ESPN, you can you can move him back and forth. Okay. So I play in the ESPN leagues, um, but I got Otani on two teams, and then by the time I only did three this year. Look, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. Of yeah, fun. Yeah. I, because I like the draft. Yeah. But then I realized I I remembered um, from fantasy football because I love doing fantasy football drafts, and then it's impossible to manage. <laughs> and I have. Uh, two NBA teams, yeah, and that's impossible. Are you doing it, the NBA? That's cool. Yeah, and my NHL teams are garbage. Yeah, and it's just too much. And so it was funny, baseball wise. I was lucky because the second one I did, I got Mike Trout. Cool. I got Trout, and I go, all right, that's pretty cool. I got Trout, and I got a few other guys, and then I think I have Aaron Judge on one team, and you go, all right, well now I'm just. 
now I'm going to be working against myself because if I get Trout, but I get Verlander, well, what what am I doing now? Who am I cheering for? <laughs> I mean, you could draft Verlander. You get the point. Yeah, I got you. But eventually, you go. Okay, I've yeah. got I've got 97 different outfielders, and all my teams are in fifth place yeah. because if I could do an All Star team, I'd be pretty good. Are your boys? I know your boys are big time in the NBA. Are they at all interested in the Major League Baseball season starting up? I'm like, going to get them. Would they do a them. fantasy draft with you? Um, or they'd be confused on who's who. Yeah, too much. Yeah. They're not into they, – they would be great. Oh, my God. Okay, you got to help me on this. They would be great in the NBA. Yeah. Next year, when I'm doing an NBA thing, I will absolutely have both of those guys draft a team yeah, for me. Yeah, I think you should. Beca- okay, you help me on this. They lost – we went out last night, and they were – they thought this was the funniest shit ever, and I have no idea who this dude is. So help me out. Who is the center up, yeah. for the Boston Celtics, and he has a twin brother? Something Morris? Yeah. Yeah. Marquise and Marcus Morse. Okay. I, I will tell you again, my sons are 10. Yeah. So they get in the car. All we're going to do is go for frozen yogurt. And I've already said I was in a bad mood yesterday. Yeah. And they're all fired up yeah. to tell me this story. Dad, check it out with Marcus Morris. This guy couldn't be a bigger ball hog. <laughs> and I go, yeah? What'd he do? And they were reminding me of the story tonight driving down here. Yeah. If somebody can look at the stat line for Marcus Morris from two nights ago. Okay. Apparently, he played, they had everything. He played like 35 minutes. Yeah. He had like 18 rebounds, 24 points, and zero assists. Can you believe this guy? What a ball hog. So I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what position he plays. I couldn't tell you if he's white or black. I couldn't tell you anything. So now tonight, I'm driving down here, and this again becomes a topic of conversation. Yeah. Did we tell you about that ball hog... I'm like, why are you so offended by Marcus Morris? It's obnoxious. So, and I go, well, what position does he play? He plays center. I go, all right. Well, it's not like Shaq averaged 19 assists a night. No, Calm down. Yeah, it's like six foot nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's small man center. And he goes, all right, well, then explain this to me. Yeah. My son, Cade, yelling at me tonight. Yelling at you for not having your shit together. How come his twin brother, are they twins? Yeah. Marcus and Markeef. Okay. Markeef, like yeah. my teeth, when you get your teeth <laughs> yes. knocked out? Yeah. How come he had, I don't know what the fuck this guy had, nine assists? Yeah. Huh? How come he could do that? I go, I don't know. Because when they grew up in the backyard, the other guy said, throw me the fucking ball. That's yeah. why. <laughs> I go, it sounds like you two when you play. <laughs> But I will. Do t- they play the same? Your boys, or is one a pastor, one a shooter? No, they. The one's a bitcher and one's a complainer. <laughs> uh, but it's funny. But every now and then they pull up, and they were playing two on two against a couple of kids yeah. out in Temecula last weekend. It was funny. But they they play full court. Yeah. They're ten years old. They play. T- they're two against two, and they yeah. play full court, and they run. The Their whole asses time. off, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. That's a lot of win. Yeah. That, I mean, you're you're yeah. you're 
they're neither one of them are five feet tall. Yeah, that's they're, funny. So. They're, I don't know. I don't think either one of them are sixty pounds. Yeah, and they're playing two other kids. They're ten. My sons are ten. Playing kids that are probably eleven yeah. and ten, and they're playing two on two full court. Oh, that's funny shit. That's, um, they've been great shape to do that. But um, but I would next year, yeah. I would be like, okay, these are what we get yeah. points for. This is what we get points for, um, and these are the guys available. Let's let's draft yeah. a team. Oh shit, Dave! They, it's it's not even it's not even a joke. It's not hyperbole. Yeah. They're so far ahead. John Howard was dying. John Howard sent me a text. He goes, yeah, talk NBA with your son all That's day. Cool. It was great. That's cool. Because John Howard told my son that he had met Shaq and Kobe. Whoa. Yeah. Ears immediately go up. And he said, how tall is Shaq? And John Howard told him. It felt like he was eight feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just think, like, my son's... My sons liked that we were on the radio, yeah. but I'm just dad. Yeah. But I think now, when they, like my my son Cade was kind of bummed that he didn't get to see John or introduce himself to John or say hi. He didn't know that John and I knew each other. But now for my other son Jack, who got a picture with him, when John's on Channel Eight, yeah. Sorry, man, you're ten. That's cool. Yeah. And you go, I know that guy. That, that's it, and, that's and I appreciate John being great. No, he was I, awesome. my, my kid says all the time when he was in third grade, he remembers Matt Balo came to a school. You know, he goes, what about me? <laughs> Did he go to a school? I don't think he ever went to school and gave a speech. I can't think of a guy less <laughs> rather hear a speech from than fucking Matt Balo. When you're in third grade, you're impressed by anything. Look, here's none of a- these weather people, by the way, have gotten it right over the last three weeks. It's been brutal. On this rain thing, they completely blow. Biggest rain you're ever going to see. We haven't yeah. seen shit. Are you kidding me, though, with Heather Myers? Are you kidding me with Heather Myers? Are you kidding oh, me? Are we just talking looks, or are we talking get the forecast right? Looks, she's off the chart. I, forecast, not so good right now. She does it all in and she Spanish. She keeps apologizing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Does she apologize? She's been apologizing She has nothing Twitter. to apologize for. Hey, this storm just gave up on us. It's okay. You go get them tomorrow, girl. Go get them. <laughs> Go get him. Now, I only dealt with her a short period of time at KFMB. She was, you know, and she was an anchor at Channel 6. Yeah. She was a field reporter at KFMB. I don't remember at KFMB. I only knew her from Channel 6. Yeah. No joke, man. Yeah. I mean, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful woman. Um, But really, really good. I, I thought she yeah. was good on the anchor desk. She like, was. every now and then she'll fill in for Nichelle. I don't see as much. Of the news in the morning, and really good as a field reporter too. Yeah, no. Boy, that channel eight does it right, huh? They I do. mean, you look at like some of the people that they have out in the field. Like Shannon Handy's really good. Steve Price is so good. But then you go Heather, like Heather. They're they're grooming Heather, right? I, I mean, if you can groom, I guess somebody's I mean, been in the market for yeah, eighteen and years. She's been at the desk. She's, she's really good. Channel Eight is to me is the best one. We know people at every station. I think Channel Eight does the best job. Yeah, they do. KFMB does a great job. They always have. They just with uh, the new ownership. You aren't going to see a bunch of cutbacks like the rumors are. Chiquetto does such a good job. Chiquetto's Barbara great. Lee. Um, but then you go like Marcella's so nice. Angie Lee is so great. Nichelle's cool. I didn't really know Dan Cohen. I didn't know Dan at all, but I always heard good things about him. Um. But goddamn, Balo's a nice guy. But who are we fooling? 
Dude, what do you want me to say? Shut up to the kid's school. Third grade, he remembers it. I bet, though, you know what? I will say yeah. this about Matt. My my son was telling me today, because career day. Yeah. So I said, well, who'd you see? He said, well, there was a guy from the Air Force. And I said, oh, how was he? He goes, uh, he goes man, I felt kind of bad. Because the guy in the Air Force said that he wanted to be a pilot. And he took the eye test. And he found out he was colorblind, yeah. and he couldn't be a pilot. And he said, "Was that yeah. the same thing in Little Miss Sunshine? The kid has a panic attack, freaks out, has to run out of the VW van." I never saw that. movie. You never saw that movie? No. Yeah, the kid wants to be a pilot too, and all of a sudden realizes he's colorblind. They stopped the goddamn car. I felt like we heard that about somebody else though too. But my son was really funny. He said, "Yeah," and the guy said, "So, you know, I didn't get to." Fighting any wars, or I didn't get to be a pilot. And my son goes, but I told him, hey, man, you're still in the Air Force. That's cool. And he goes, the guy was like, thanks. <laughs> like, I was dying. You going to give him a pep talk? <laughs> my 10-year-old son. Yeah. So I go, well, that's cool. Who else did you see? He goes, well, I saw this uh, YouTube guy. And I go, what's he do? He goes, oh, he makes videos. And I go, I bet you like that. He goes, that, he was awesome. Really? He goes, he was awesome. My son always tells me he wants to be a YouTube channel guy. So yeah, go, so okay. does my kid, my youngest one. And I go, uh, who was the third one? Uh, photographer. And I go, okay, what'd she do? He goes, well, I thought it was going to be cool, like sports or movies. And I go, yeah, what'd she take pictures of? Weddings. Jesus. Because she was so boring. <laughs> and I go, dude. I go, look, you yeah. you have to get up in front of the group. Yeah. It, people don't like talking about themselves. And I go, here's the thing with all the dummies in your class. None of you can can hide how bored you are. Yeah. So I guarantee she looks, there's probably a kid yawning. There's probably a kid with their head on their desk. There's probably eight of you with a finger somewhere. <laughs> and I go, then you get nervous because you know you're losing the room. Yeah. And he just, he was yeah, like. What was exciting about her fucking job? Nothing. Yeah. And he's 100% right. He's like, my parents are going through a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking pictures will be in the recycling in two weeks. We can't get any money for them. They're not Dr. Pepper cans or mom's wine bottles. Uh, yeah, he's like, what a fucking yeah, waste. Seriously, if you're yeah. a wedding photographer, what the hell are you going to tell a bunch of fifth graders to make that interesting? Nothing. Jesus As Christ. was clearly pointed out. <laughs> here's, here's something funny you said about the military. I was thinking about this the other day. I know we all do it, okay? Mm -hmm. When you say name, name I'll, I'll ask you right now. Name the four branches of the military. Well, there's five. Can you name the five? Wait, no. The four. Oh, four, yeah. Okay, give me four. Army, okay. Navy, Air Force, Marines, and the Coast Guard. Yeah, everybody does it like that. Coast Guard's always right last. God. <laughs> always. So here's my deal from now Those on. guys are badass. Even the president does it. Everybody yeah. fucking does it. Everyone throws in Coast Guard like, look, we all know you, you guys aren't the Marines, but we're going to throw it in there anyway. Oh, shit. So from now on, I'm just going to say Coast Guard first every time. Whenever I talk about the military, yeah. I'm going to go Coast Guard first. <laughs> People are going to go look at me like, what the fuck's your deal? What did you say? 
Coast Guard and the Marines. But uh, it's always like everyone always throws in, oh, yeah, the fucking Coast Guard. They count, too. And they always say everyone has it on the Coast Guard. Am I right? Yeah, my brother ran the <laughs> Edward Jones office, which is still there on Orange Avenue in Coronado, right next to Dan's. Yeah. You and I have been in there a million times. And so I did, and my brother hated it. When I and I would do this all. I know the, what you do because I've seen you do it. I and I would do coming. this all the time when guys would come in, and my brother was like, "Look, asshole, <laughs> don't piss these guys off. They have a lot of different options, and we get commission yeah. from them investing money here." Like, yeah, whatever. I didn't care. <laughs> I knew I was not cut out to be part of the Edward Jones family. Shocking. Sitting down there in my mock turtleneck like I'm fucking... Uh, Steve Jobs? Yeah, Bob Huggins. <laughs> so I would just be sitting there, and uh, some guy would come in, and you know, have 10,000 Navy things on, or a tattoo and the haircut, the whole deal. And so uh, I'd be like, okay, well, look, I got I to gotta get some basic information. My brother would be like, I know this fucking game. I hate it. I know what's coming too. So I would say, uh, what's your name? Steve Smith. Cool, Steve. Where do you live? 111 Main Street. Perfect. Occupation. I'm in the Navy. What do you do for the Navy? I'm uh, I'm part of the SEALs. And I would type SEAL. And I'd go, can I ask you something? And my brother would be so mad every time. (laughs) And I would say, "I, I, admittedly, I don't know anything about the military. I, I love all you guys, and man, it's a pleasure to meet you. And he'd always say thanks. But I'd say, but I, I had a guy in here last week who's in the Coast Guard, and the SEAL guys would always be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I said, and I would always say the same thing. I go, he said something really weird to me, and I, I don't know. I just, I told you I don't know anything about it. And he'd go, well, what, what did he say? And I said, he told me that the only guys that join the SEALs are the guys that can't cut it in the Coast Guard. <laughs> Did he, and, he, and the thing is, you've done this line, which is, makes me laugh change every time. Change it all the time. You change it all the, the time. Force. No matter what you are, Jeff will always do it that way. Yeah. Hey, is it true that guys couldn't cut it in the Air Force? Cut it in the Marines during the Air Force? You always pull that yeah, line. all that shit. <laughs> it's so fucking funny to me. And he, fuck, what did he say? yeah. yeah, yeah. And I go, whoa. I go, well, that's why. I said, he sat right there and he said it to me. And I go, I, shit, man, I see you guys running the strand. Yeah, that's, I'll tell you this right now. What's your name? Jeff. That's not fucking true. Okay. We do a little bit more than get a cat out of the tree. I'm like, shit, I don't know. Okay. Same thing, dude. Cop comes in. What do you do? I'm a member of the police department. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. That guy right there, my brother would lose his shit. Stop it. And the guy, he works for the fire department right down there. And he said the only guys that join Coronado Police are the guys that can't cut it in the fire department. What? <laughs> what? Well, who fucking said that? Yeah, some fucking guy. Tight blue T-shirt and weird yellow pants, all the time. The best game ever. Just, just fuck with people. Yeah, is it? I'm so damn mad, dude. It's great. Meet an EMT. Yeah. Hey, 
and you you have to listen. I, I know a lot of you dickheads can't deliver. Yeah. Delight. You have to be confused. Yeah. <laughs> like he said, the only guys that are EMTs are the guys that can't cut it as nurses. <laughs> well, he said he fucking said what? <laughs> Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> Guys that are EMTs can't cut it as a veterinarian. I mean, just you can fucking do whatever you want. That line in the one where the lady in the newsroom talked about uh, the abortion, the anti-abortion rally. No, that was a buddy of mine. Okay. That was a buddy of mine. Okay, and this involved, I hear Tony Martin all the time on Kixie right now. Okay. Uh, I will not mention this buddy of mine's name because he is still around and he's a friend of mine on Facebook. But he was a DJ at Star. And it was right about the time of the Republican. Is that the story you're talking about? The one where you asked, what do yeah. we do first, yeah. what do okay. we do second? Okay. He was a DJ at Star. Now, at that time, we played everything on eight-track tapes, which we call carts. So Tony Martin, who does a fantastic job over at Kixie. Yeah. Tony, at that time, was just getting his start at Star. And was kind of working as a producer and was holding a stack of about, I would guess, 25 eight tracks stacked together. They're just carts. And he's moving them. So the Republican convention was coming to town. And this buddy of mine, who I was pretty tight with, said to me, goes, hey, um, I need your help. He said, we are going to have an anti-abortion rally down across the street from the convention center. And I wanted to see if you could help me get a couple of chargers to appear. So I said to him, right on the spot, I go, well, their schedule's a little bit tight. So I would need to know, do you rally and then murder the doctor? Or do you murder the doctor and then rally? Tony Martin dropped 25... <laughs> Eight track tapes on the ground and walked out of the studio. <laughs> that guy, he didn't talk to me for 10 days. Yeah, no shit. And Tony Martin's like, holy shit. I go, no, you fucking asshole. I'm not going to have anybody. Oh, God, there's nobody that you want to drive into the, into the ground more than those guys that hold up those obnoxious uh, 20 by 20 cardboard cutouts of the aborted fetuses. Like, no. So, yeah, I said to him, I go, okay, well, do you rally and then murder the doctor? Or do you murder the doctor and then rally? Because they're going to want to know. Because <laughs> yeah. they're going to want to know. They're going to want to know. Because Lou Bush needs to know. <laughs> I got to let Stan Brock know the agenda. Yeah. Who's the kid, the center from... Uh, from Notre Dame that never fucking played for the last three years. Always yeah. had a neck injury. The white yeah, guy. Funny. Yeah, no. I, I'm trying to blank out his name. Yeah. Damn it. That is fucking funny. Yeah. So, yeah, that didn't go over too well either. No, but that, that didn't go over Yeah, they, well. don't, they don't get happy with shit like that. No. But, yeah. No, it's, it's funny. There, as I said, when we sit there and we do this, we, we make ourselves laugh. We love the fact that people actually tune in and, and, and hear these stories. And the, basically, these are our conversations, our phone conversations that we put into a podcast. But two people... I know can't can't stand either both of us or can't stand me. Jordan Smith, all right, who who I thought Jordan was a friend of the show, to be honest with you, but not a not a fan of the show, I guess, because he took a shot at at our podcast on Coach Contreras' Facebook yesterday, <laughs> saying 
saying that don't do it telling coach don't do a podcast where you cuss and uh, you, you're overly loud and uh, and it's it's not entertaining. And he writes, at Dave, "Am I correct, Dave Palais? Huh? H U H?" And I was like, "What the fuck was that all? About? He, uh, <laughs> what the, what, why is so bitter?" That surprised yeah. me. Do you have a, are you enemies with Jordan? No. You know what's funny is um, I I thought Jordan was a complete fuck up when I heard him and Earl do the show. And then I, I met him a couple of different times, and I like him. Yeah, I did too. And, and I, I don't think I'm speaking out of school to say that I think Jordan has some challenges. Not like mental challenges. Yeah. But uh, he's a good dude, man. He's I, he's a good dude. I, I It's funny, Dave, because like nine out of ten people say that, and you're like, fuck you. Burn you at the stake. But um, that one surprised me because him, he's a good dude, man. I yeah. hope he's okay. I hope he's okay too. Him and if he's if he is okay and hears yeah. this, then go fuck your own fist, stupid. But but I I like him a lot. That, like I I just because he's been pretty open and pretty candid with you and me over the years. Yeah. He he's a he's a good dude. I, yeah. I I I like I I don't know what he may just be busting balls. But he he's a good dude, man, and I I appreciate that he's always trusted you and trusted me with things that he's told us. Yes, um, I hope he's doing okay, and I hope I hope he was just fucking around because he's he is a, just a guy just fucking around breaking balls. And that, that that's probably because I know a lot of people they would they would take shots. Now nah, he's a, he's a good dude, man. Him he, and I shared a, a private conversation again. I'll keep it private. A year ago, where it was the kind of conversation to go. No matter what, him and I will have that in common yeah. for the rest of our lives. Yeah, he's a good. That egg. surprised me. I hope he's all right, man. The other and one, if he is, I, if he is good, Dave. Yeah, I think I think he's just, I think he's just breaking balls. Jordan's a good egg. The other one was uh, Kurt Bavakwa. <laughs> now this one surprises me too. I have no idea why Kurt Bavakwa. What's his problem? I don't know. He's a getting chip on his shoulder though, and I'm not sure if it's both of us or just me. But um, you and I know Arnie Spanier, the stinking mm-hmm. genius from yeah. from uh, Fox Radio. Nice guy. Well, a guy that I met last week, I actually didn't mention him by name, but I was told, I said, there are young guys coming up in the business who are very smart. I mentioned mm-hmm. it on Sunday. And I said, this guy, Aaron Torres, his name covers college basketball. Actually, John Calipari trusts this young kid more than anyone. He's writing a book with him and, and the whole deal. The kid flies back to Lexington and him and Calipari nice. have this crazy relationship. But he's, he's a young college basketball writer that does a great job in Fox Sports, just announced, to giving him his own show with Arnie. So I wrote, how many times, before you go any yeah. further, you and I left that weekend lineup. A couple th- years ago, three years ago? Three years ago, okay. right? We did weekends. They, I bet they've changed it 25 yeah. times. Like, they're so obsessed with weekend radio that nobody listens yeah, to. Yeah, it's true. And I, I mean, you and I did the college football show. It was a blast was to a do it. Time. Loved it. Nobody listens. God damn! Every two months, they're changing that lineup. But yeah. all right, no, all right. So go ahead. So this but kid who still I happy for your buddy. That's yeah. cool. And, and things I didn't mention. And him and I weren't friends until a week ago tomorrow. You know, okay. I mean, I met him last Friday, and then he sat next to me on Sunday. And just I was like, this kid's pretty bright. I mean, Jeff and I, we've had a million interns. There aren't too many you get. Where you go, that guy has the same passion we have for the business. We go, that guy's going to be successful. Yeah. This guy's a guy that said, I have one year to prove myself and to my parents that I can do this. I'm going to move from the East Coast to the West Coast well, and see if I can make it. And he did. So all of a sudden, and he, he wrote me a note. He goes, dude, I wasn't bullshitting you at all. I had no idea I was getting this job. I would have told you. But anyway, I, I said, good for him. Young kid yeah. got, got his break. Absolutely. Well, I say congratulations 
Kurt Bavakwa all of a sudden is all pissed off on that and says, starts tweeting out, this is what I'm fucking talking about. I have no idea what that means. So what, <laughs> what the hell does that, that mean? And I'm like, is Bavakwa mad because we're I'm a Garvey fan? I have no fucking idea what is. He loved Garvey. He I'm, and Garvey were tight. I have no idea what Bavakwa's deal is. Bavakwa is one of the biggest hits in Padre history that we're all excited about when they won game two of the World Series Mary in 84. Mary Bavakwa. There was that the girl in Sports Illustrated God, that was so damn. smoking hot. Yeah. Yes, I have no fucking idea what's going on. But those two guys, for some reason, the last few days have made it clear that something bothers them about what's going on. Um, well, I, I think Jordan's fine. I, I, I would, hope so. I'd bet you a buck Jordan's I care fine. more about Jordan's feelings than I do Kurt's. <laughs> Jesus. Here's why I love Bavakwa. I, I couldn't give less of a fuck yeah. with anybody, including those two guys. Uh, like, I hope Jordan's fine, but if he has any issues with us, well, who gives a fuck? Nobody cares. Um, and here's why nobody gives a fuck what Dirty Kurt thinks. Yeah. But when I was, this is why I love Dirty Kurt. When I was falling in love with this team, everybody made fun of the uniforms. Yeah. They made fun of the team, the whole thing. And Kurt was a guy that stood up and pushed back. Pushed back with Losorda was in the middle and pushed back with the Braves, and he was our guy. So if Kirk doesn't like this show, I, I couldn't give less of a fuck. It will never change the way I view Kurt because Garvey was a Padre, but he was a Dodger. Goose and Nettles were Padres, but they were Yankees, yeah. right? And I know Kurt had spent time with the Pirates or whatever else, but for me, as somebody that was just falling in love with being a Padre fan, that was my guy. That was Dirty Kurt was my guy more than Wiggins or Templeton or Nettles or Salazar or Garvey or Kennedy or any of them um, because he, was, he made Lasorda nuts, which was great. Made him nuts. And I love the fact that he kept doing that. I just, uh, he, I, and and I've always seen him walking around yeah. and I've never talked to him about it. I just let him be. But I honestly, Dave, I, uh, he is, he's great to me. He's, he's great to me because when they needed that attitude guy on that team, that was Kurt. Yeah. That was Kurt. So I, I couldn't give less of a fuck what anybody thinks about this as a radio show. It will never change how much I like him and appreciate him because he was like, he he made Lasorda yeah. crazy. I loved when him and Champ Summers, we, we're the only team in baseball that had two pinch hitters. Um, <laughs> you did. But 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 him hit, somebody makes mis- makes so much about him blowing the kisses. I thought it was so great that he hit the home run. That is it. Because he was kind of on a national stage. I don't know that people appreciated what he meant to that team, but as a fan, we got it. Like, as a fan, you just got it. And for him to have that minute in the spotlight, I thought that was cool. You know what's interesting about that is that's the one moment from the 84 World Series. The game, first of all, they won. The home run was big. It gave a huge, huge boost to the crowd that was there. Oh, yeah. It, there, there are two moments like that in baseball that stand out for about guys who weren't everyday players that had, had a big-time hits and were big mm-hmm. for the home crowd. Bavakwa did it in 84. 
Mickey yeah. Hatcher did the same thing in 88 with the Dodgers. Mickey Hatcher doesn't get killed for his whole thing. Remember his, his yeah. time? It was almost almost a mirror images of each other. Yeah. And they both did the same kind of thing. But you were happy for guys that said that they didn't get a chance to be an everyday guy, but they knew the role on the team. And when they came through, they came through on the biggest moment, biggest stage of, of both World Series. And that was pretty cool. And yeah. so, yeah, I had nothing against Kurt. I've never talked to him. I don't think I've ever spoken to him. I've seen him in the press box a million times, as close as yeah. as, as I am to you right now, but yet I've never had a conversation. But it's uh, it, it kind of cracks me up that I don't know what, where the chip is from. I think it's great. I think he knows you're a Dodger fan, <laughs> and he knows you probably that, love that maybe team. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe and, that's and it. And Dirty Kurt, I, I got your back. I just – there. I mean, there was a great – article about him in the back of sports illustrated had to be 85 because they had him it was when the uniforms changed they had him remember he won like the bubble yum bubble gum contest biggest biggest bubbles yeah and they had him in the back of sports illustrated when sports illustrated actually did big feature stories and uh he had like uh baby powder in his hair and and pillows and he looked like dick williams and he did all this shit but man, that team had personality. They had guts, and and Kurt was in the middle of it. By the way, uh, this kind of sucks. Uh, Sports Illustrated, Dave. I, I've always been an SI guy. I think you've always been an SI guy. They're now down to. They used to be a weekly. They're now twice a month. Really? It's now for sale, and I will tell you, my guess is. 2018 is probably the end of the road That's for amazing. Sports Illustrated, like it was for sport, yeah. inside sports, sporting news. Um, like I wouldn't be shocked if they go digital only. Um, but yeah, it sucks. Yeah, uh, because SI. Think about all the guys you read. Oh yeah, Peter Gammons or um, Peter King or any of these guys. Trotter was there. And by the way, congratulations. To Jim Trotter. Jim Trotter has announced he has left ESPN. That is the third story that I know the end to, but we will let Jim announce what his next move is. Um, It's a great move for Jim. He's a member of the Fight Club and and somebody uh, we're very happy to call a friend around here. He doesn't have to travel back to Bristol. Um, and he's excited about his new opportunity. And when he's ready to share it, we'll share it with you as well. Absolutely. Fantastic news for him. You know, it's it's a shame. I mean, a couple things, at least I didn't see coming. The the newspaper business, I remember when the first guy told us, hey, the newspaper business is dying. Mm-hmm. Well, how can that be? You know, you go, that yeah. can't be. And then you start realizing the way the internet works and smartphones and everything else. So there's nothing in today's paper that actually happened today. Do you know what I would you know? get rid of if I was Posner? Well, if I was the paper, one of the things I would get rid of is there's no reason to print the whole box score page. And I'm talking about in the back. I'm not talking so much baseball. But they they waste a whole page every day printing NBA box scores and the golf scores. And uh, go, Dave, you don't get the fiscal yeah. paper anymore. No. But I look at that. I'm going to tell you the other thing, too. Okay. But baseball box scores, I, I like. I do like that. I like not having to go click through and look up each guy. But, it's but all right how- there on one page for me. But how often do you look at a baseball box score? For me, I, honestly, I, I do it almost every day. I look through every team every day. But uh, but I don't want to click on it every day. But yeah. baseball is different. If you yeah. want to print the baseball yeah. box score, if you want to print the NFL box scores are big, nobody is looking at NHL or NBA or the Gulls box score. Nobody gives a fucking shit if anybody's 
paying attention to that shit. Here's the other thing that yeah. nobody's fucking paying attention to. Biggest waste of space in that paper. Nobody could give a shit about what the GPA is of the Patrick Henry's girls softball team. Yeah, no, you're 100 Or right. the boys soccer team. Yeah. You know who gives a shit? Mom and dad. Yeah. That's it. Nobody else gives a shit. Yeah. If that's my nephew, I couldn't care less yeah. what that fucking kid got. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Stop printing the GPA of, hey, and now here's the Francis Parker archery team. Johnny Banana's got a 3-3. Well, what the fuck happened there? Honey, give me last year's paper. When he was a junior, I will bet you an Egg McMuffin he got a 3-7. Biggest waste of space. Nobody looks through. It's funny you say that. One of the kids on the front was a kid that I'm, I'm very good friends with this family. Do the, do the and, athlete of the yeah, year. If you yeah. want to do the high school male and yeah. female athlete of the spring and the summer, or spring yeah. and the fall, winter. Yeah. I love all that. Tell me the story about the kid and where he's been. And Well, I'll give you an example. You, you and I have known each other forever. You've watched my kids grow up. When Josh was in the paper for GPA, did he ever go grab the paper and look for Josh's GPA? Nope. Nope. I didn't do yeah. And you knew the kid. You know what I'm saying? No yeah. one's looking through except for you're right for the parents. They aren't, yeah. they aren't looking through it all. I, when I saw Canapa the other day, I, I told him, I said, uh, and I might have mentioned part of this on Sunday. I go, look, I'm really frustrated with the paper. That's I keep it yeah. for Sunday. And I said, AC's doing a great job with the Padres, mm-hmm. but I go, there's some stories that you guys completely have passed on. Yeah. You, you fucked up the Tayshon Cherry story. Totally. You guys, nothing about Marshall Falk. On by NFL the way, Network. hang on, Dave, before yeah. you go further, where's the update on Tayshon? Yeah. No. Where's the update? Is he enrolled somewhere? Is he taking a GED? Because he needs to graduate to go to Arizona State. Yeah. So I said, you guys have dropped the ball on that. I go, it's a, the best basketball player in the county. And you guys, yeah. no one gives a shit. Marshall Falk, the greatest San Diego State player of all time, hasn't been seen again on NFL Network. Where's the story behind that? What's happening? Yeah. You guys doing any work at all? Mike D., president of the Padres, fired. No story on that. I, I, where's the journalism part? You know, yeah. and I, I said, I'm really frustrated. I said, and Canada goes, AC's doing a good job. And I go, you're right. AC's doing a really good yeah. job with the pods. And, and that's what I'm most interested in right now. And I'm... And I was like his column on Sundays. But I said, right now, the paper is very frustrating for me. I like uh, Bryce Miller a lot. Yeah. I, and, I like Bryce a and, lot. And, Bri- and he, I brought up Bryce's name to him. And he goes, Bryce is great at what he does. Yeah, I think he's really good. But what happened to investigative reporting? Enough. I, Tommy Krasovic I've known longer than anybody at that paper. Uh, Kras I met in 89. Which is crazy to me to think that um, it's going on thirty years that I've known Kras. Um, I I don't get and and Jay Jay always goes to the same thing. Well, it gets the most clicks of anything with all the Chargers stuff. I I just I don't get the obsession with poking the bear down here. I just don't. And I know there are people that like the team. Um, that still look for that team, but goddamn man, that that is that is really hard to go through that. And it's funny, like it it feels like to me. I've said a couple of different times. If uh, if you were loading up my social media, yeah, with pictures of what my soon to be ex wife is doing uh, in anything. Right, I mean, it may just be yeah. her having lunch with a friend, um, girlfriend, whatever. She could be. I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing? 
Like, why are you sending this shit to me? Like, stop. Like, if Dave's like, hey, did you see this picture? Here's your ex. Yeah. Right? Playing beach volleyball. I'd be like, and here she is with your kids at the mall. And here's your, and you'd be like, why are you fucking doing this yeah. to me? And then if and Dave's like, well, you know, I put that picture on Twitter and it got the most likes <laughs> of anything I put out. I mean, that's what it feels like Jay's your, telling all you guys. Has your wife ever played beach volleyball? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, or, or if they put uh, whatever. I got you. I understand what you're saying. And and it's and it's just this attitude of like, well, sucks to be you. I, I just I don't I don't get why they do that. To, to the fan base. I just don't get it. Oh, that's funny as hell. I, yeah, again, I don't know. I think right now that paper is so thin and they're, they're just grasping for things. I, I, mean, will, I will say this, too. Um, all of you that have been kicking Vinny Bunce and you're in the nuts, you're absolutely justified in doing that. I, I will say there was a time um, not that long ago when I, th- I thought, as Todd Villalobos, our buddy from News 8, pointed out yesterday, uh he was a well-respected NFL writer. I like Vinny a lot. Vinny was very gracious with his time. I have no fucking idea what happened to that guy. He is... I, I have no idea. I, yeah. I really don't. I won't even speculate. But goddamn, that that to me is crazy. That is a guy that I like and I respect. But I that story that he wrote about how the Spanos family is killing it in New York or New York in Los Angeles. Yeah. You go, dude, come on. Come on. Come yeah. on. Like Trump's like Sarah Huckabee's like, dude, come on. <laughs> which which that goddamn quote from Trump today. Yeah. When he said that Joe Biden, crazy Joe, would go down hard and fast. Yeah. And then he said, stop threatening people, Joe. <laughs> I'm like, didn't she just threaten him? Well, well it's, so, it's so fucking funny. The Melania thing where her one big thing she's going to stand by is bullying. I'm like, there's no one that bullies people more with the nicknames and everything every damn day. It's so fucking funny. Like, are you guys living in the same house? Do you, don't so, you know what's going on down the hallway? So McMaster's out today. John yeah. Bolton's in. Yeah. I, I swear. I Okay, where are you at? It's funny you say that. Do you see Canapa said another one leaves the White House and then someone immediately flipped on Canapa? And usually people don't go off on Nick sincerely. I don't give a shit about your political opinions. That's not why I follow you. And I was, if I'm Nick, I'm like, wait a second. I just gave you news. I didn't yeah. say anything. He, Nick didn't take a side. McMaster left today. Yeah. Um, You know, Tillerson. I, it's absolutely unbelievable how much turnover there is. Everybody but his family. <laughs> Everybody but his family. Yeah. I I just I'm so fascinated by what we're seeing. I loved the story the other day that he was told in capital letters, do not yeah. congratulate Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Do not congratulate Putin. You got it. I want to congratulate yeah. him. <laughs> I go, and then he was upset that it was leaked. That was yeah, cracked me up. That was leaked. That was the problem. Yeah. Uh, see, to me, I I look at him and I go, God damn, what what a 
crazy goddamn time we're living in, right? Yeah. Well, it's, but, it's so funny. And all the time that I can remember, and you and I always have this thing where we kind of like to follow politics. Yeah. But there's not something every day from the, from the president of the United States. I mean, think about how many times you've gone throughout your day, no matter who's been in office and going... I don't know what the fuck the president did today, and I didn't give two two thoughts to it. But every single day, we know something that goes on. It, it's it's fascinating. I mean, it is absolutely fascinating. But you look at it and you go, okay, it's not like the market completely crashed. It's not like we're paying nine dollars for gas. Um, there were school shootings going on with. The, I'm not I'm not yep. defending the guy, but I I look at it and I go. Shit, maybe maybe Dave can run for president because I don't have enough money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it's so crazy the stories that come out of the White House, and you look at it and you go, okay, well, just on the surface, it feels like we're still treading water, right? I mean, like everybody, I watched the other night. I'm yeah. watching back and forth between. Uh, like Hannity's lost all credibility. Like I don't know that Sean ever had credibility, <laughs> but his whole thing was he he was talking about Stormy Daniels, who will be on sixty minutes this on Sunday. Yeah, with Anderson Cooper. That to me is unbelievable. Because <laughs> that uh, dude, send a guy in there who wants to fuck Stormy Daniels. Then you'll get to your interview. <laughs> Send uh, me or fucking uh, Tom Byron in there. I'm send fucking Anderson Cooper. Was like, Tom Byron was in there. Would be fantastic. It'd be great. Yes. Tom Byron probably banged her. He right. Probably has. Yeah. We'll have to ask Jane. Jane will know. Um, but like I wa- I watch these shows now. I love the eleventh hour with Brian Williams. Okay. And I'm always fascinated by the fact that he gets a pretty good lineup of people on there. And then you remind yourself, you go, it's eleven o'clock at night. These guys are all White House reporters that have to be at the White House tomorrow at probably nine. It's fucking eleven o'clock at night. I'm done. I'm not doing shit. (laughs) But it always starts off with the sense of urgency. And there's always a New York Times or a Washington Post. Sorry, I still believe those are credible news sources. And they always have leaks. And then let's see what Sarah Huckabee said. And she's just like, uh, we're not real happy with what happened. I, I will say this. Whether you like her or you don't like her, goddamn, that, that, that is a very, very tough job. You aren't kidding. That is a tough, she is a tough woman. Like, she stands in there and throws leather every day. You may completely disagree with her politics. I I have no idea because Dave and I told you every day how great the Chargers were. We couldn't give less of a fuck about the Chargers. I have no idea. She could be a complete bullshit artist. She may (laughs) go in the back, but I I just watch her. I go, God damn, man, her, her stamina to stay in there. They just fire fastballs yeah. at her head all day. Yeah, she fires right back, though. God she's, she's a damn. Tough chick. She is tough, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, if you played 100 Club where you do 100 shots in 100 minutes, yeah. you and I are probably out at oh, yeah. 60. Dude, if she Sarah's was like, let's play 200 Club. If she was your kid's mom, your kid wouldn't be struggling in math. I can tell you that right now. No shit. <laughs> no shit. Like, I, I just, I, I do, I, I follow what Eric yeah. Rubman said, which is yeah. I take the emotion out of it. 
But I also try to take the politics out yeah. of it and just try to look at it straight. Yeah. And I go, she may be completely full of shit on 90% of things. But I'll, I'll say this. If you hate him, look at that and go, how many people in your life have your back the way she does? Well, Why? She's good it's at her, her job. job. She Ooh, is good at her job. Shit. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to turn things she off. She would not She's have settled for that little horse shit scoreboard in right field. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. If You're Ron and Pete right. were like, we're going to put a video board up and we're going to make it eight feet by. No. What'd you fucking say? How big did you say it was, Fowler? Whoa, Sarah. Uh, we said it was eight feet. I am getting up. I'm getting up right now. And I'm going to let you, Ron, put the brass knuckles yeah. on because I'm going to use this big haymaker <laughs> to an equalizer. That's going to be 40 feet by 40 feet. Yeah, I just watch her. I'm like, shit. I would. La- Dave, how long would you last yeah. in that job? No way. I couldn't. There's no way I could. No way, right? I, I'd be spicy. I'd, I'd be- get run right over. <laughs> I would get I would. Crushed. I'd get run right over. She's because- good at her job. I'll tell you, she is. I think she's she's scary as fuck, but, man, she's good at her job. Yeah, but yeah. I I think you have to be, yeah. right? He has to be happier with her than anyone else that works out of the White House. He has to be. She puts him in the best light out of anybody, better than his own wife does. Yeah. I mean, his wife's nowhere to be seen after the Stormy Daniels thing. But, I mean, you look at like what John Kelly's accomplished in his life or McMaster yeah. or all these different guys have accomplished. Even the uh, McCabe. You know, you go, God damn, I don't know what actually happened, but you go, the guy's a 20-year guy. We're going to fire him the day before he can claim Boy, his pension, and then we're going to... And then we're going to brag about it. Doesn't got, have to be a lawsuit coming there to get yeah, the guy's pension. There's going to be a bunch of shit going on. But I just, I watch this shit every night. And you go, all right, well, I still have a job to go to tomorrow. Yeah. Um, there's still fucking potholes everywhere because that dipshit <laughs> Faulkner hasn't fixed anything. God damn, you drive, uh, you drive PB yeah. or Claremont or Dave, you were driving over there. God damn, that whole Claremont yeah, drive right. is uh, the gong show getting up yeah. and down there. <laughs> but. But yeah, I just I watch this stuff. I go, holy cannoli! <laughs> that chick, man. Yeah. Do you, fo- do you follow them on Twitter? I don't follow Sarah Huckabee. I don't know if she even has no. one. Do you follow Trump on Twitter? No, because everybody retweets yeah. shit out. You can I, retweet I, it out. But I, 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 man, I get a kick out of watching those shows. If you ever go to Trump's Twitter Twitter handle, look at when he sends something out, and look at the favorites or the retweets or the responses. Man, those numbers are flying. Man, it's like you pumping gas at the gas station. Okay. You just look at it, and the numbers are just going like something you've never seen before. I got to ask you this, too, yeah. and then we'll we'll get the hell out of here for tonight. Our boy is Cilio. I, I am completely done with the machine. I, 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 don't haven't, even, I haven't tuned in. But I heard Marty Caswell, which I found very ironic, because Marty is also somebody that I like a lot. Tough. Yeah. Seen a lot. But man, Marty for like the last I I shouldn't say yesterday Marty was joking about people buying Twitter followers. Yeah. I was wondering who she was talking about. Talking I think about she was him. talking about Dan. Yeah. But I I didn't pay attention to what like I looked because I saw her talking about buying 5,000 followers unless she's talking about the Spanos family, but yeah. I, I thought she was talking about Cilio, but I, I didn't pay attention to what Dan's numbers were, so I don't know what 
Dan has followers. And if she was talking about the Spanos family, I don't know. But it feels like people were pointing the finger at Dan. Dan. But when you go and look at his, I don't know even how people do that. Because you go and look, and, and I looked at, I don't know, 25, and they're all people that follow you and me. Yeah. How do you even figure out I, that? You if have to he, go through if, a bunch of them. I have, I have no idea. I don't know why it's such a big deal. I know there are a lot of people that worry about it, but to me it would be embarrassing as shit to know that you have a bunch of fake people from the Philippines that are following you. I mean, we get those, and I'm sure you probably get them too, where you'll get every guy. Listen, every one of you have done this. I did it. It happened to me the other day. Where you get, like you'll look and... Like we get Tay Diggs, yeah, and or Jose Batista, Paul Abdul. I do not have Paul <laughs> Abdul. I like that one. I don't have Paul Abdul, but I like those. But yeah. then all of a sudden, Lisa Ann, yeah, Nicole Eggert. You go, okay, that's really cool. So the other day, I look and there's like 15 people that have jumped in. You go, oh, okay, who are these? And you find this one. You go, my God, who's this girl? Right? She's yeah. beautiful, whatever. Yeah. And she's now following you, and then you hit follow back, and 10 seconds later, there's a direct message, hey, to see more of me, Yeah. click on my web, and you're like, oh, God damn yeah, it. Yeah, I get those all the time. Um, I get them a shitload of them on Instagram. Instagram has announced that they are going back to chronological order. Is that right? Good for them on Instagram. And this is the other thing that happened. I got, uh, yesterday was an emotional day. I was contacted by Steve in India uh, telling me that the IRS was going to arrest me. <laughs> and so it was urgent I, that you got back to him? Yeah, so I called him, and I said, you know what, man? I go, this call could not have come at a better time. And he goes, yeah? And I go, I'm mad. I'm getting a divorce. I just... I. I can't. What time are you coming by? No, you need to pay. And I go, no, I'm fucked that. I go, you're fucking taking me away. I go, shit. I know where you put guys. You put me in Lompoc. Yeah. I'm going to play fucking backgammon all day with Lyle Menendez. And he goes, uh, you need to pay right now. And I go, I just told you. And I go, don't raise your voice to me, Steve. <laughs> I go, now look, I already quit my job. What time are you picking me up? Yeah. And do you know what this IRS agent Steve said to me? He said, fuck you. <laughs> Did he say fuck you? <laughs> You're trying to turn yourself in. I, I go, goddamn. Yeah. I felt like I paid my taxes every year. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Six, eight months in Lompoc, I'll come out, I'll write a book, we'll do a podcast, exactly. it'll be fine. It'll be awesome. I'm like, what time do you want to pick me up? You need to pay. I go, no, you need to pick me up. Fuck you. I don't, don't you raise your voice. <laughs> All right, so here you go. Talk about people following you. So Luxury Girls is a big fan of our show, okay? Here you go. We got to look at my phone. So, Who the fuck? So, so Luxury Girls all of a sudden likes everything that's the Dave and Jeff show. Is that right? And that, and that. God damn! I should have brought my glasses. In. Who's this? Who this? Who this? Is this on Instagram? Yeah, this one's on Instagram. But anything that has to God, do with the Dave and Jeff show—is that right? Yeah, all of a sudden, big fan. They went really? through and decided in the middle of the night that they're gonna like everything having to do with the show. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we are entertaining. 
of a sudden, I feel like we're the podcast version of Tom Wu. Yeah. Do you like Beautiful Girl? (laughs) We are the Tom Wu. We are the Tom Wu of the podcast. Look at this goddamn healthy little... Yeah, see? Look at that. Different game right now. Got my new watch. (laughs) Back on my drugs. Everything's everything's good to go. I'm all juiced up. I'm not getting arrested. Yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. Fuck you. Don't you raise your voice. (laughs) When they call you next time, just be like, look, I know I've done it wrong. (laughs) Come take me away. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. I've seen the errors in my way. You pay. Don't you yell at me. I can't do young up the funds and this fucker told us to come get him. Tell the person in the cubicle right next to him. <laughs> sitting there. Oh shit. <laughs> sitting down there. Slum uh slum dog millionaire. Oh my gosh. All right. Hey, look, if you're in a situation right now and you're plumbing and you're going, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on, but all of a sudden, not everyone in the house is getting warm water. Things aren't working out. Everybody has dealt with the plumbers. And unfortunately, when you deal with a plumber, it always comes at a time when you least expect it. I ran into Blake actually today. Blake so and nice. Travis today. Both guys. They were both, uh, they were both in Eastlake, had a chance to, to talk to both those guys in person. Looking forward to the show on April 8th, the one Great. we're going to do at Cali Comfort. Yep. And uh, fantastic, guys. I tell you guys all the time, these are the best in the business. 24-hour service, seven days a week. Blake and Travis will help you out. The number is 619-433-4943. 619-433-4943. It's happyplumbing.com is the website. Easiest way to get a hold of them. But uh, they just happened to be around the block for me. And, hey, Dave, I'm going to come by and uh, and say hi to you. So it was awesome. No uh, no, no, uh, surprise charges, upfront flat rate pricing, no travel charges, courteous uniform professionals, and they're licensed and insured. Don't forget, right now they do have that special. Any drain cleaning, $99. $99. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, again, the easiest way to get them, though, is through the website, happyplumbing.com. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, and we we haven't talked more more about it, but – uh, I had a situation in my old place where there was just a faucet that dripped. And we probably either, I would think a lot of you currently have one or a lot of you have been through it. We've all been through it. And it, it's a slow. It wasn't yeah. a steady. It was just a slow drip. And if it's not the noise that kills you of just that yeah, all night where you're like, God damn. What should be an eye-opener to you is, as I had my bathroom fixed, the sink came out. There was a big hole in the sink, but the drip was still going. And so I went and got what would be a large soup yeah. like pan and put it down underneath. And I said, well, I'll leave this thing down here and I'll clean it out in a month. When I realized that I was emptying that thing daily, I felt like such a dumbass yeah. because I realized how much water I was wasting. And you go, like, they always tell you, hey, take a shorter shower or turn the water off when you're shaving or brushing your teeth. But it's those kind of things where you go, hey, Blake, Travis, if, if I take this thing apart, I'm going to take the entire wall down and the mirror is going to hit me in the head and I'm going to bleed like Rowdy Rowdy Piper yeah. all over the bathroom. Can you please come out and do that and fix it? Because, Dave, I, I honestly, I never thought it was a big deal. I'm ashamed to admit how long we left it there because we didn't think it was a big deal. 
And as soon as we started catching that water and realizing how much water we were giving away and not doing anything about it, uh, just terrible. So if you have any of those situations, nobody better to call than to Blake and Travis. It's funny. He told me today, I said, how was it around the corner? How big was the job? He goes, it was another one of those guys that thought he could do it by himself. When you show up, there's yeah. stuff everywhere. There's stuff everywhere. They took everything apart and realized, ah, oh, it's too big of a job for me. Go to the professionals right away. Happyplumbing.com. Blake and Travis, two of the better guys. You never want to look. Let me let me give you a little bit of, of free advice, too, as somebody who's worked in the plumbing industry for almost 15 minutes. Yeah. You never want to see what's in your own drain. No shit. I, I made that mistake one time. I swear to God, I thought it was, I pulled Wiley Coyote out of there. <laughs> I was like, is this a goddamn rabbit? And you go, this is gross. When you have to go and honestly, yeah, uh, you had to get a paper towel and, and pull this thing out. Yeah. <laughs> a rabbit crawled in your drain and died. It was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> and you go, that's my own family doing this. So that's when I got ambitious and tried to fix the other one, broke the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, give Blake and Travis a call. They'll look you up. All right, Brian Curry has oh, some shit. great houses right now on the market. Brian Curry is your guy. If you're looking to say, I'm going to buy, I'm looking to, to get out of the situation, I'm in, get in a better situation, Brian Curry is your guy. I don't know if you follow Brian on Twitter. I <laughs> tell you all the time, you got to follow him. He shows you what's going on in the market. Oh, man. I mean, there's some it's beautiful awesome. homes right there that he's representing. Brian's a guy, if you're selling, you're buying all over San Diego County more than 20 years, and, and he's a guy that Jeff and I trust, and he's one of the good guys as well. He's a great sponsor of this podcast. We tell you all the time, if you're getting into real estate, use the guys that we recommend. Brian Curry's number, 619-251-1588. Can there be a funnier guy on, on Twitter than Brian Curry? When somebody sent out the picture yesterday, it may have been you, saying there's so much wrong with this car. It had this weird spiral paint job, and in the middle, there was a... It was Barkley. It was Ryan Barkley. Ryan sent it out. Yeah. And it was a IB bumper sticker. And the first guy to jump in was Brian Curry going, who the hell put that IB sticker on there? <laughs> uh, I love these guys, man. Every one of them have been such a... Not only a, they're a sponsor, yes, but they are a friend. And... They have our back. We have their back. Brian Curry is going to help us. And I will say this because I've been much nicer today than I was on Monday. He will help you go anywhere you want to go in San Diego County. If you want to go live in Hamul for some reason, yeah. Brian will help you do it. If you want to live in La Mesa, which I will be going back to shortly. Man, there's so many. I will say this about La Mesa. Now, I love La Mesa. Um, I'm, I'm proud that my kids are growing up there. But there are areas where you don't want to be in La Mesa. That's why you need to call yes. the guy. Call Brian Curry and, and figure it out and say, look, man, I'm looking at this particular neighborhood or that particular neighborhood. What can you help me find? I'm going to tell you this, too. And, and it, it's weird because we, we, we joke a lot on this podcast. Dave, you want to know what I'm looking at? When I'm getting ready to go back to La Mesa, I feel like I know it pretty well having yeah. lived there for 10 years. The one thing I did was I went on the Megan's Law website and I started typing in different addresses because I want to see what my neighbors would look like. 
And those are the kind of things, too, that we don't think of. Brian will think of that. You have kids? Yes, I have 10-year-old twin boys. Well, you have option A and option B, but because of this, yeah, we may want to put you in option A. I, it's crazy, but all of a sudden you find yourself uh, thinking about different things. And the great thing that I cannot preach enough about Brian Curry is there's never going to be a time when you hear him say, I have found your perfect house in City Heights, ever. Because there's no fucking thing. <laughs> it's a goddamn oxymoron. There, there is. It's a. You'll find a fucking unicorn before you'll find the perfect house in City Heights or that shithole <laughs> I be. There's already a song written about it, though. There's a great <laughs> song. Yeah. That Florida Georgia Line's like, that's a bad song. <laughs> he will not. And I think anybody, you find anybody else, yeah. real estate agent, they're going to tell you. They're going to cuss at you and say, have you thought about IB? And they might as well tell you things they'd like to do with a female member of your family. You say, you get off my property before I get my big 1977 or 1877 musket. (laughs) Brian Curry will never cuss at you and tell you, I found your perfect property in IB because there's no fucking thing known as a perfect property in IB. None. He'll move you into court. You calm down. (laughs) He'll move you into Coronado, downtown, Oceanside, wherever you want to live. Escondido, wherever you want to go, he'll find it. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, <laughs> as Tommy Lasorda used to say about Kurt Bavacqua. <laughs> Dave's buddy, Kurt Bavacqua. Yeah, you're never going to City Heights. Now, look, I don't care if you're the district manager for El Pollo Loco. You can live somewhere else and you can commute to City Heights. You're not living in that shit all. Go. Read your number. All right. Experience in sales from Oceanside, Imperial Beach, Escondido. No. Take that back. You just said Imperial oh, Beach. I'm sorry. I like Excuse- Imperial Beach. I'm, I, what do you like about IB other than leaving IB? It's, it's turning around. I'm telling you. It's turning around. Turn around and get out. Go, God dang it, Dave was right about that IB. Nobody's right. Okay. Escondido, Chula Vista, all of East County as well. Again, Brian's number. T1 and River Valley right there in IB. It doesn't never rains here. Don't worry about it. Why don't you it. go body surfing in IB and six, get back to me six, when one, you got nine. nine toes? Well, they have the goddamn sandcastle wars. Don't forget about it. I don't six, like that little rainbow thing they built at the bridge. Fuck John from Cincinnati. What? 619-251-1588. Why would you Jesus settle Christ. for IB when you can live in Coronado? Because not everybody can afford Coronado. It's IB. Let's go to National City. They're the Coast Guard of San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, another guy's yeah. not going to, to IB. Bullshit. Barkley's got a family. Yes, he's not. He's not. I talked to Ryan the other day. Ryan's going to come down towards this area. He's going to be in the Otay Ranch area. See, that's beautiful. Yeah, he's all excited. Another baby on the way. Very excited. Going to have the family down in the South Bay. Barkley Landscape, that's, of course, uh, was our first sponsor right now. March special, 20% off weed cleanup, including spray. You name it, they do it all right there. They'll make your yard look absolutely fantastic. Erosion control, retaining walls, drain insulation and repair, fencing wood, vinyl, you name it. You want to make your yard look good and tired of the way it's looking right now, you got to call the guys over at Barkley Landscape. Ryan and his dad, Scott, have done a great job for more than 30 years. What are you waiting for? 619-669-8000. Yeah, it's funny. Um, As you look at properties, you'll find that we have a lot of different things in San Diego, Dave. And if you notice this, you probably noticed it. It's been a while since you've been out of the housing market. But 
you got lucky because you've got a beautiful front yard area, but I think you would admit your backyard area is smaller. It is smaller. And then you have others where you have a smaller front yard, but a huge spacious backyard. Well, no matter what space limitations you have, Ryan's going to find the right fit for you. Yep. And it's going to fit within your budget. It's going to be 35 years of quality work. And you're going to come home every day and you're going to go, man, this is great. It, it cracks me up. I was talking to my sons about this. In my old place, I had a small patio area, but I loved it. Yeah. And I went out there because the dumb shit who lived there before me had probably two feet tall of ice plant in this whole backyard. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> the back patio. Yeah. What are you doing here? So I had to, by myself, I drug out all of the ice plant. Well, you go, all right. I, I didn't realize until I was done that it filled like 24 hefty trash bags, which all of a sudden, when you're by yourself, you're like, well, I guess I'll walk 24 full hefty <laughs> trash bags down to the trash can. Now, this is all a true story. Yeah. Now, I'm looking, and I've got this whole area cleared out, and I go, uh, what am I going to do back here? And I go, I'll tell you exactly what I'm going to do. And Barkley's dying when he's going to hear this, but it's true. I said, I'm going to take my goddamn Ford Focus down, and I'm going to go to Home Depot, and I'm going to buy sod. Now, I, I take zero measurements in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to eyeball it. So now I go to Home Depot in Santee, and they're selling sod. And I go, uh, well, let me get 30 bucks worth. It's about 30 strips of sod. I go, God damn, this is going to be perfect. I'm going to do the whole thing. I drive it all the way back. I park, and now I realize that I have to walk 30 strips of sod through my living room to this back area. There's so much goddamn dirt in the trunk of my car. <laughs> and now my dog is just sitting there watching me as I'm dragging these strips of sod there. And I drag all the strips of sod back, and I lay them down, and I realize I've got enough to cover one-eighth of the, oh, my shit. small backyard. I go, holy shit. <laughs> so now i got to go back down. And again, zero measurements yeah, made. Yeah, of course. I go back down, and I buy like all the rest of the sod. The guy at Home Depot is like, well, shit, this is great. I'm going to the driving range. Back, more dirt in the trunk. More dirt. I don't put yeah. fucking plastic down <laughs> for pussies. Yeah. I'm just, the dog's just sitting there like, what in the fuck is going on? <laughs> but shockingly, uh, I'm trying to lay it north, south, east, west, yeah. uh, trying to cut it with fabric scissors. I don't know what the fuck to do. But I finally get everything laid. The sod is laid. And for yeah. the most part, I probably have covered. 97 percent oh shit yeah but it's close enough i'm like okay this is great and we get everything tucked in my sons and i come out roll it yeah fuck where am i gonna have a roller i got two little fucking six-year-old kids we'll walk (laughs) around it so uh we walk all over the side we're feeling good the whole thing um i got my little garden hose back there we put a little water on it a little bit you didn't put a lot no, we didn't have to. We just put a little water on it. Felt good about it. And uh, about a week later, we realized that that back area got no sun at all. Yeah. 
And now these 84 strips of fucking sod couldn't have been more dead. <laughs> Great. And they didn't take to the ground. They were all, everywhere we walked, it yeah. had just been flattened out. Yep. And we tried Scott's Turf Builder and all this other shit. It ain't <laughs> fucking coming back. So then uh, it was your radio friend Jeff's chance to roll up 84 strips oh, of sod and walk them all back in, more dirt, living room. Yeah. And I was like, well, I know the fucking path to the trash can because I just took 24 bags of fucking ice plant down here about two weeks ago. Yeah. The point in all this being is if I had called my man Barkley, yes. he'd have come over and he'd go, dude, you don't get any sun back here. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll go get you some natural turf exactly. or, or something and I'll pound it in. I'll bring it in. You're not going to drag, you sit on the couch next to your dumbass dog and we'll put it in and it'll look great. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can have absolute, a putty green. Absolute true story. Yeah, that's every, so that's why I funny. laugh every time because I'm like, God damn. <laughs> I thought, ah, oh, this is shit. What do I need to call somebody for? I don't know that I ever got all the dirt out of the back of that car. <laughs> 619-669-8000. Give Ryan a call as soon as you think, look, the rain's going to stop and he's going to help you out the rest of the year. Uh, real quick, you mentioned the whole Megan's Law thing. Uh -huh. my, my kids have just discovered the whole TV show. Remember to catch a predator? Yeah. Oh hey, Chris Hansen, yeah. come on in. Have a seat. <laughs> they think it's the most hysterical thing they've ever seen. They're going, I cannot believe these fuckers fall for it every time. Oh. Can I leave? Yeah, you can go ahead and leave with my, as quick as you want. Go ahead. And the cops yeah. are out oh, there. <laughs> when I leave with a cop's beer, Chris Hansen's like, I could just Where did day. they run that show? They watch it off of YouTube. My kids, for the first time I've seen it, and they call each other nonstop going, can you believe this motherfucker? <laughs> like, and it's always some guy in a pair of like red sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, completely shocked. Chris Hansen, hey, come on in. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Why'd you have a seat? And they always have that little breakfast pantry. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is a little free advice for all you pervs out there. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. They if you it. are going to meet your new 12-year-old girlfriend and her house has a pantry, yeah, yeah you're going to jail. Yeah, you're going to Unlike jail. Unlike me, because for paying my taxes, Chris Hanson isn't just going to cuss at you and hang yeah. up on you. Um, yeah, don't trust any... 12-year-old girl that says, hey, I'm just going to go get my training bra on and have a seat at the breakfast nook. Because that creepy son of a bitch, Chris Hansen's coming out. You're done. That show, God. That was crazy, wasn't it? When you first saw it, you go, holy shit, man. This is uncomfortable. It makes you think like if, if like I, I do, man. Yeah. I, I look at that. There wasn't a joke. I, I do. I look at it and I, I pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, And uh, my wife and I talk about it. Um, my kids and I have talked about where you want them to be and where you yeah. don't want them to be. Look, you, you hope all those people that are on that site have changed their ways and are getting healthy, but who the fuck knows? Yeah. Right? Who the fuck knows? There's only two guys that matter to me. Exactly. And, and it's those two guys. Yep. Um, but But that show was so crazy and creepy. Yeah, I and, and Chris Hansen got busted for being. I I don't know that I I want to be careful in how I say that because I want to make sure there was not anything like he was you like a, that. No, but he had done something, um, 
and I even hesitate to say inappropriate because it immediately makes you think of Matt Lauer or somebody like that. I don't even think it was like that. I just think he was, from what I remember, somebody that wasn't easy to get along with, yeah. and he lost that job. But shit, like if I'm Dateline, I'm I'm running that fucking show every yeah. week. Like John Walsh, um, uh, America's Most Wanted. Yeah, absolutely right. Because right now... God, Dave, it, it's terrible it is. to think all those kind of things that could be going well, on. Well, it's funny is you see so many news channels that have figured out that you're going to get the best ratings out of fear. I mean, you want to talk about your biggest fear is someone going after your kid. Oh, You're right. If you're NBC, how can you not sit there and say we're going to go with that same format every single week? What do you think we learned from Stormy Daniels? You and I will be down here on Sunday night with Sam. Right about the time that's on. Do you think we learn anything from her? I don't think we learn anything. I mean, I'm interested because, I mean, you're talking about the most powerful man in the world. The leader of the free world had sex with a porn star. If she doesn't have... I mean, he, he basically has admitted now that he has admitted he's David Denton. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, there's no coming back from it now. I mean, she's she's a porn star, the playboy girl, everything else. And, and it's just, to me, I, I find it fascinating. I understand it's very TMZ. The difference is... This is the president of the United States. But if she doesn't have photos or videos, she better be pretty clear in saying that, right? Because yeah. I get it if you want to come out and say, hey, I had a relationship with the president. But if you're letting rumors develop that you can't back up, right? Yeah, well, this, yeah, and here's the deal. My, my feeling is... I mean, not that... This will not get him removed from... Nothing's from the office. Gonna get no, nothing's going to change. The one who gets hurt the most to me out of this whole thing is going to be Melania. Yeah, it's the embarrassment factor of what's going to happen with her, and a lot of people I feel don't bad give for a shit. Kid, though, yeah, too. Uh, for Barron. Yeah, for Barron. Yeah, well, it's and again, I don't know how Barron's raised. Donald Trump said, you know, a long time ago, he goes, he was raised in a in a household where, you know, you don't apologize. You're you're basically um, a tiger. You're you're you basically don't worry about anyone in your way, and you be aggressive through life, and you don't apologize for shit, and you. You go ahead and say, I'm going to force my will to be successful. And he has. I mean, not counting what he's doing now, but to, yeah. to make a living, that's what he did to build up his business. I don't know how Barron is raised, but I do feel bad for Melania, for, for anyone on the other side. You know, yeah. I mean, that is that straight out embarrassing. That's why you haven't seen her around very much. She has to be embarrassed by the whole deal. And who knows, when he's finally out of office, maybe that's when she decides to go, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. You know? Maybe she's just like, I'm going to hang out with Ray Victory. Yeah, well, I'm hanging out with Jeff. Yes. <laughs> He's a new watch. <laughs> he got his watch. He eliminated numbers out of his phone. Yeah. <laughs> you can add my number in there. Believe me. I would take that call in a minute. There we Not go. Not even blink. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter. God damn, it's 1015. Yeah, I got to go. We're going for two hours and 20 minutes. All right, we got to go. Uh, Leisure Fryer, yo, Fossil. Before, goddamn, does he make it through the whole thing or does he die halfway through? <laughs> Shit, man. He has he to make it to opening day. Uh, uh, yeah, we got to, he'll make it to opening day. All right, on Twitter, at Jeff.Seth, at Dave Palais. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor the show, we'd love to have you. Dave Palais at yahoo.com, Jeff.Seth, uh, jp.seth at yahoo.com. Yeah, drop us an email Sunday night. San Diego radio icon Sam Bass here with an incredible story to tell. We will enjoy that. Monday, whether or not these two stories have broken, we will tell them. Yes. I don't know that we'll break them. They may have broken by then. But if they haven't broken by Monday night, 
Uh, and if they have broken by Monday, we'll we have, have a lot of opinions. We'll have lots of opinions on both of them. Really, more one than the other. There's one major story and one kind of, and I guess that's interesting to somebody's story. But we'll tell them both, and uh, we'll see you Monday. Thanks for hanging in. All right. Good night. I see the sunrise creeping in Everything changes like the desert wind Here she comes and then she's gone again And I'm just a traveler on this earth Shine my heart behind the pocket of my shirt I just keep rolling till I'm in there Cause I'm a traveler Turning on the ground